Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Coogan Nation. Time to rise and shine and start your day with Duval Sports Media Big Steppers. Dan Hickett. You know it! Jeff Prosser. It's a big deal. Gosh, it sure is a big deal. And E to the T. E.T. is in the booth. <laughs> rise and shine. Coogan, it's go time on a Wednesday morning. Hump day, stump day. 24-hour rule in effect. We move forward. Enough looking backward. I discovered one positive of the Monday night game, albeit a loss. E.T., good morning, friend. What's happening, Jeffrey? You want to hear my positive? Oh, I'm listening. Don't it feel like a Tuesday? <laughs> feel like a Tuesday. Man, I feel like it's, I for real feel like it's like Wednesday or Thursday. All right, well, for I you like it that. does, yeah. yeah. It feels like a Tuesday to me because I feel like we're, like, yesterday was Monday because we're all jag talk. So, uh, hey, I got a free day out of it at least. Welcome aboard for a hump day stump day. Uh, and all that it will entail, brought to you every Wednesday by our friends at Beatrice Plumbing. This is what I'm thinking as I'm driving in. Show prep. <laughs> Get the best out of us. Yep. Okay, let's go back to Trevor Lawrence's rookie year. I can't, can't remember the game. It was a home game. You remember, the season was already away from us. There was a home game mid to late season where near the end of the first half, Trevor, it looked like it could have been bad. Remember, he like turned an ankle or he did something. They took him to the locker room oh. just before half. C.J. Beathard came in. Remember, he hit that one long pass down the left sideline. Wasn't that at Detroit where he looked like Gumby? No, that's a dead. I'm getting to that one. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I'll get to that one. No, I'm talking about there was a home game his rookie year. Y'all help me out there. CJ came in, he threw one pass. He came right? in, he threw yeah, one that pass. Was a home game. You're wondering how long is Trevor going to be out, and he yeah. talks his way back in. He played the second half of that game, remember? Y'all tell you know what you can do? Do me this. Uh-huh. E, while I move on with my examples, let's circle back and put some definition to that. Uh, uh, go to CJ Beathard on, on the Jaguars page or whatever, yeah. uh, click on his game logs. Look at his 2021 game log. The only game he played, that would have been the one. I'm guessing that Dave's probably two or three for 54 yards or something. He, he came in and just, you know, played one series, I believe is what it was. And and, and I, I, it seems I remember it was an ankle. He like turned an ankle, but had to be helped off the field. He was down for a while. You know, you're like, oh, gosh, well, uh, this rookie year isn't going to go so sp- splendidly. And, you know, with, with nothing to gain – Season and it's dreams over. Dude talks his way back in, played the next week, didn't miss a start, right? And then you go to year two, and the aforementioned by E situation up there in in Detroit. We all know how that game went. I mean, we got absolutely slobber knockered in Detroit Rock City, but there was a play before the half where he got crumpled in the pocket, legs went the wrong way. And you, you fear that he's torn his ACL. As they walk into the locker room at halftime, again, you're wondering, golly, have we lost this dude for the rest of the year, right? Y'all feel me on that? Isn't that accurate? I'm not trying to dramatize it. But a combination of his toughness, his competitiveness, whatever words you want to use, Here's Trevor Lawrence coming out, playing the, the second half of the game, and then, again, continuing with his starting streak. They're saying it was Buffalo. <clears throat> it was the Buffalo game? Nah, that wasn't it. 
I think he played all that. When it was later in the year, that was a win. This was a lo- uh, This was a loss. It happened near the end of the first half. So is that the only time C.J. Beathard played in 2021? That's the only game he played? Yeah, and then at the Rams. No, it was a home game for sure. Yeah, home game, Buffalo. Okay. Well, right, well, the Buffalo game, whatever that game was. But it, he came back in, he played, yada, yada. Uh, and then Detroit, same deal, comes back in, starts the rest of the game. We know how last uh, late season played out. Then we had the game earlier this year, right? Rolling out, some somewhat foolishly it seemed, at the end of the what was that? Probably the the Colts game. Is that where we're at on that one? Uh huh. Yeah. You you roll him out at the end of the Colts game. He gets hurt. An injury. That Doc Murphy sat in here and said, no, I, would, I wouldn't play him on that. Remember that? Yep, remember right? that. Right? Four days later, there he is starting against the Saints. Um, helping them win their fourth in a row in the middle of a five-game win streak. He has started every game since. I say all this only because when the official medical diagnosis came yesterday, and yeah, we will get to that. I, I don't know what to think, what a real timeline might be for Trevor Lawrence. He is avoided. Uh, uh, now there's some, could be a voluntary. If it's a high ankle sprain, he wants to do this, what do they call it? Ankle rope? What, I don't even know what the exact term for it is, but y'all know what I'm talking about now. They have this surgery for these high ankle sprains, and guys are coming back, you know, in two to three weeks when they have that. I just wonder if Trevor's just sheer will and toughness might make him play through it with or without a surgery, I, I don't know. So what would sound um, somewhat, dare I say, crazy, <laughs> um, Doug Peterson yesterday addressed the Trevor Lawrence injury and in Included a suggestion that seems sort of preposterous based after we watched Trevor hobble that six, seven hundred yards uh, off the field and into the locker room. So starting with Trevor, obviously, it's just a right um, high ankle sprain. Uh, everything's stable. Everything looks good. Um, and, and we'll see where he is here in a couple of days. He went on to say, I wouldn't I wouldn't rule him out Sunday in Cleveland. I can't imagine what Trevor Lawrence feels like about today, about right now. There's only so much you can do. I, we are so guilty as fans of looking at these injuries and just not really uh, either remembering or realizing just what it's like to severely sprain your ankle and try and do anything. I'm not going to put that timetable on Trevor. I'm not going to put him in a box like that, but uh, we'll see how he is in a couple of days. Well, and and that's fair. I listen. I I could see no way in the world the dude plays this week. But the point being, I, would would you be surprised with a high ankle sprain if Trevor played the Sunday nighter against the Ravens? I wouldn't be surprised. And, and I say this only because based on what I've seen the guy do, you know, Dagum in game with some injuries. Obviously, this is probably the worst and most painful of them all, including the knee injury earlier this year. Like, that knee injury earlier this year, which is now only, what, five, six weeks old, he seemed to have been completely past that, hadn't he? We haven't been talking about that. And the boy took off like yeah, 50. sure. This one, five or six weeks from now, still, go, still going to bite. 
Still going, still going, no. And, and I don't know. It's a question best asked for Doc Murphy. But even during our time visiting with Doc, which is now, you know, probably spans more than a decade, the timeline on what these guys are doing and the, the, the toughness versus the maybe medical prudence of whether or not they play, Trevor's tossed those out the window the three or four times we have been in these situations. So you'll hear more from Doug Peterson on uh, Trevor, what it means for the team. A quick turnaround, no time to wallow. Uh, Tyson Campbell's injury situation worsens. Uh, Campbell beat up a little bit, right? Beat a little bit up in the court of public opinion. He did not have his best game the other day. Did him no favors, leaving him on an island with Jamar Chase. We talked about that. But that's a cat trying to come back off a hamstring. He's not fully healthy. Now add a quad injury. Suffered apparently in overtime, a strain uh, to the equation. So we are definitely becoming the walking wounded. Travis Etienne is still banged up and sore. He's got those rib injuries. Uh, Peterson said he's okay. They said Christian Kirk could need surgery on a, quote, core uh, injury. You know, read the tea leaves here. I doubt we see Christian Kirk again this year. If you're getting, you know, groin surgery or or hernia surgery, and again, it's going to be a busy day with Doc tomorrow. I'm I'm going on by history of what I've seen in these, you know, Fred Taylor had to have core surgery and, and brought a despicable nickname out of it. But that's because he was listed questionable every week. Keep him guessing, Tom. Keep him guessing. So we got some injury issues outside of, Trevor Lawrence, I'm glad a couple of things were addressed in in Doug Peterson's Zoom press conference yesterday. Nice job, local media. Because there's a couple of three things here that I I think needed to be asked and credit Doug Peterson. He's always going to answer, but we got to speak to this need for improvement on the offensive line. And and from the coach's perspective, give us something here, man. We're we're getting DEFCON on – our ability to run the football and, and, you know, now not only allowing the other guys to potentially hurt Trevor, but getting pushed back into them ourselves. Tony Baselli, by the way, told us that Walker Little had injured his hamstring the play before that, tried to gut through, and so he probably didn't quite have the push he would normally have. That's football play in the pocket, man. There's, you know, uh, Washington had not run the uh, right route or Trevor would have already gotten rid of it and gotten out of the way. So there's levels there. Also, and in no way at all, I'm going to put this like, as a criticism on big Devon Hamilton, gosh knows what that cat went through. Uh, and it was a scare, the health issue he had, and a, a, able to get back to the point that he's active. But, man, he's been a non-factor, hasn't he, E? Yeah, I forgot, buddy, he was even playing. Yeah, he, he has not found his stride. And he was really seemed to be an emerging emerging player. Listen, they elected to sign two guys, right, in the offseason, Devon Hamilton and Roy Robertson-Harris. We see more of those guys. But anyway, Peterson gave an evaluation of DeVar Hamilton, what he has seen to this point. I'll let you hear that this hour. And then it's always next man up in the NFL. E, I'm, I'm caught in no man's land here a little bit on this FSU storyline mm-hmm. from this standpoint. H- how long are we to linger on it? So when the next county commissioner in, you know, Polk County Besides, he's putting state legislation in to uh, voice his opposition to this. Is it going to regenerate the storyline again that day? And we're going to go back to the ABCs of it? 
when Warwick Dunn is hosting a fundraiser in uh, New Orleans in four days and they ask Warwick Dunn about it, are we then going to revisit FSU and what, how they got you know, snubbed in this case? It's like, what's the lifespan? I mean, I, I'm surprised I'm watching ESPN's talking heads yesterday evening. I mean, it's, it's well past 48 hours since this decision was made and, and the righteous outcry from a Seminole Nation and much of college football. But are, are we to, to like, like, just drag it back up each and every time somebody else comments on it? Or it, it's not going to change. It's not going anywhere. The bottom line, there's a reality of acceptance here, and I said this Monday morning, okay? Two things can be true. These two things can be true. The SEC champion should be in the Final Four. An 11-1 Alabama team that did something no one's done in 29 games, beat number one Georgia in that steamroller, should absolutely be in the Final Four. And at the same time, FSU got hosed is also true. We can't say that much in sports. Winners and losers defined on the field. And it might seem now ironic that I'm asking how long are we going to dwell on this topic if it's just going to be revisited every time there's another mention of it or reference to it. I have drawn the timeline with FSU head coach Mike Norvell, who now has to get his Seminoles ready to take on Georgia in the Orange Bowl and thus, during press conferences, asked about you know, the Orange Bowl game, inevitably the topic comes up. You know, I was just hurt for our players. I mean, to be honest with you, that was, uh, you know, it's one of the tougher moments that I've had to experience. And, you know, just for all that they've done, you talk to a team about, uh, you know, responding to adversity, getting up and going to uh, give all that you can to be able to find a way to win a college football game. I mean, it's hard to do, you know, especially when you face some of the adversities that, that we've had. Uh, you're here this year, whether it's injury or just different things to overcome. We tell our team all the time, you know, your, your truest identity shows up in times of great adversity. And we faced it. So that was that was really that uh, that feeling in the moment. So without giving you the solution to rectify it, uh, I will stand with, with FSU got hosed. 21 other players on that team not named Jordan Travis, three of whom I will remind you might well be first-round NFL picks. That's a good football team. Nothing that says a defensive-minded team can't win it all. They got hosed. I don't have the solution, unfortunately, so I'll just leave it at that. Now I'm about to say something. When we return, I'm going to ask you to wake, wake the family and phone the neighbors. I can't believe the words I'm about to utter, but I spent some time yesterday, quality time with a a good buddy who is a Georgia grad and Georgia fan. I'm going to say something when we come back on the other side that I never thought I would find myself saying. It's only going to be said once. Roll tape. I will never say what I'm about to say when we come back again. How about that? In the business, we call that a tease. You're listening to The Drill on a Beatrose Plumbing Wednesday. 
All right, we're back here on the drill. We're going to take you inside the privacy, the 1010XL text line. By that, I mean, I'm going to let you hear the text and the response. Uh, Jeff, we can dwell on this topic as long as Jag fan dwelled on Miles Jack not being down. You can agree all you want. It's not your team, so you don't care. This decision will have a lasting effect on this team for years to come, as to which I replied, among fans, sure, I meant more as a media. I feel your pain. We've all been screwed at one point, and that's the truth. So that's where I stand on that, man. I, I feel you, dude. I'm not disagreeing, but that you it will be a part of FSU lore forever and ever. I just meant more from a media standpoint. Right. Right? As a talking point. <laughs> then I told you when we come back, I'm going to say something that I, I you never thought I'd say and that I will oh, never listening. say again. Right? You know where I went to school, Lee? UF? I think the uh, listening audience probably. Probably to a polarizing effect at times is very well aware, right? Shout out UF Broadcasting School. Look where we're sitting here, six twenty-eight on a Wednesday morning. Ow, ow. Um, <laughs> I got this text on the text line. Uh, if you're about to start barking at children and wear red and black Raider ripoff cosplay, a little piece of me will die. In other words, that's coming from a gator. If you're about to go full on dog sick them. No, not quite that bad. That, I responded, uh, not quite that bad, but I think you'll agree. How's that? All right, here, here, here it is. You ready, E? Well, I'm rolling. <sighs> this is, okay, understand I'm putting this all in the box of fandom, okay? And I was going to use the word surprised. But I'm going to take it just one level further in full disclosure and honesty to express just a little bit of sincerity to a group of mangy mutts that does not deserve it from me. You and your 29-game win streak and your 41 straight national titles can go off to the Orange Bowl as far as I'm concerned. But I am darn near, dare I say, proud of the way Georgia fan has reacted to all this. You know what? I haven't heard a dadgum thing. Let me ask any and all of us a question. Is there anybody listening right now that does not think that Georgia is a top four team this year? You right as well. You right. <laughs> I haven't heard of just not even a little yap. Georgia fan hadn't flooded the text lines. Georgia, you know, I bring this up. I spent time yesterday with a, a good friend of mine who's a Georgia fan. And just over the course of it, I mean, they just, I, I don't know, bro. They've uh, they just taken it. Just accepted it like they got a bad call in a game and oh, well. So that that's all I was going to say. I'll leave it at that. No, never again will the word proud in Georgia come out of my mouth and say, you got to understand, Dog Nation, you do. You, listen to me. I grew up in a Georgia Tech family. All I knew as a kid growing into a sports fan is, Gosh, we hate Georgia. Sports hate. Sports hate. Most of my relatives were all from around the Atlanta area. Most are dog fans. My dad and my pawpaw, God bless him, my mom's dad, were the two big Georgia Tech fans, one of my uncles, and the rest were all Georgia. It was like 30-3 to at every Thanksgiving gathering where Georgia would proceed to pummel Tech 41-10. to So I grew up with a good, healthy sports disdain most of the time in good fun with the University of Georgia. And then lo and behold, where'd I go to school? Florida. 
I mean, the first two years, the first year of the Florida Georgia rivalry, the very first year, they the stadium broke out into chaos and there were riots on the field. So yeah, I don't throw around a little compliment to you uh, uh, Georgia fans out there uh, all that often. I'm not going to do it again. I'm not going to claim you deserve anything. I'm just going to say I'm now we'll revert back to the word. I'm surprised at how well y'all taking this. Because there is a, just like a unspoken stain on this boob of a committee. Seriously. They speak out of both sides of their mouth. We're going to revert now back to the best four and Georgia's not one of them. This all goes back to, by the way, this this primitive evaluation of teams and the over-importance put on head-to-head. When you get to a certain level, we see this in the NFL. If one team beats another, it in no way guarantees at all that they're better and that the other wouldn't beat them if they played again. How how long does this have to play out until we learn this? We do that all the time. Yes, we do. You bet we do. Who won the World Series this year? The Texas Rangers? Right. Do I need to go back in the baseball season and let you know the Rangers lost, you know, four in a row to the worst team in the league? Because I will. Did the Jags not play the Houston Texans here in week three and get blistered by 20? Mm-hmm. So if you don't play the Texans again the rest of the year and we get to the end of the year, then the Texans are better than the Jags? Well, in the NFL, you play four weeks later. Oh, back to the Texans. See, you're right. That was way more agreeable than I'd imagined. See, I've, I've carried the banner and I've offered proper respect to a fan base that should feel just as jilted as anyone else because if you're going to go with this phony boob committee's definition of it's the best four, add another layer of lies to those lies in suits. Georgia definitely won. Yeah, Georgia has as much argument as FSU or Texas or I guess not Alabama because they lost head-to-head. You know, and the only the reason FSU is out is because the committee felt like they had to put Texas in if they put Alabama in. I would... I'd take to my grave if Georgia beats Alabama, FSU's in. They don't jump Texas over them. That's where they're just liars and think we're all fools. So um, I guess we're still dwelling. All that being said, both Mike Norvell, who you heard from, you will again, and Kirby Smart met the media yesterday in preparation for the Orange Bowl. What a great matchup that gives us. If both teams play the game like they want it, that could be a really, really good game. If, as we go toward the game, we learn that four Georgia players are getting ready for the draft, three more in the portal, and seven FSU players have said, uh, thanks for everything, but we're going to prepare for the draft, then it doesn't carry the same kind of importance and, and excitement that it will. But Kirby's not going to put it all to bed without... I would think joining just about every rational football mind in agreement that, yeah, Georgia's one of the best four in the in the country. I personally feel like we deserve to be in. So, I mean, we've got a really good football team and we're considered number one in the country all year and then fail. So we got a hornet's nest around here, too, of some players that are disappointed, too. Do you see the difference? Oh, that's the tone, right? How, how just accepting? Oh, I guess it's, look, it's also easier to be that way if you've won two in a row. FSU has wandered in out of the wilderness found themselves 13-0, and and now the college football committee has just stripped them naked and set off to Miami with you. Oof. Mike Norvell, though, is excited for the challenge. He He's faced two SEC teams this year. How'd that go, LSU? 
We're excited for, for the opportunity to be a part of this uh, tremendous game uh, with all the historic, you know, the historical value that comes to it, and uh, you know, just to be able to to play against uh, you know such an outstanding opponent uh, in Georgia, and it's going to be one that the fan bases are are going to be excited about. You know, be able to to be here in our home state, uh, you know, to to be down in Miami uh, to get a chance to uh, to compete. You know, once again uh, for this team to showcase their identity of who we are and what we're uh, you know, truly aspiring to be. Uh, you I'm just grateful for the opportunity. Well, here, here's hoping that both teams take the game as important. You know, whether it is to claim, yeah, we should have been there. I'm not allowing you, FSU. You have real big boy titles that you've won on the on the field, fair and square. I'm not allowing you to go UCF. Don't go UCF on this thing. I don't want to listen to you politicians out there far and wide. Don't go meddling in with legislation and otherwise. Okay, yeah, this you, ain't you upward too, basketball over the Methodist Church. We don't all get a medal at the end of the year. Life's tough, man. Yeah, you're too big. A, you're too much of a big boy to go UCF like. You want to do a little dive? Look, look back at the number of undefeated seasons Penn State had under Joe Paterno, and were never awarded the national title when we also used our uh, powers of perspective over, you know, head-to-head matchups. I mean, Penn State. I, I believe they had three or four undefeated seasons on that they just weren't. A named national titles. FSU isn't the first undefeated team to not get the shot. But, boy, if you're going to give four a shot, it would seem. All right, uh, moving on. Uh, during the break, we'll preview the Gators bowl game. Talks amongst yourselves. Uh, all right, it's a a right high ankle sprain against the Cincinnati Bengals. Further damage escaped. Big picture here, gang. We want to get in the tournament and take our chances. Pretty clear between the injuries that have racked up, the states of the line of scrimmage. I'm about ready to erase the maybe. I mean, crazy things can happen, and we always feel worse after one of these losses. Yeah, don't erase the maybe. Is there a maybe? Man, that that defense got lit up the other day, man. Lit up. Are they going to suddenly find a pass rush? Is the interior of the D-line suddenly going to be... Th- hey, man. Huh? Is Trevor not going to hobble at the very at best, not going to hobble for the next three or four weeks? Have we now not lost Christian Kirk likely for the rest of the year? Is our offensive line not beaten to submission? Everything was going so good. And it might again. Let's see how gritty and gutty they are. Can they go win an ugly one in Cleveland? Can they go have a you know wrestling match there in the dog pound and just get out with a win one way or the other and let's reassess before our next big primetime shot? Uh, excuse me for being just a little bit gun-shy about welcoming the Ravens. We had that opportunity against the Chiefs. Blew it. Had that opportunity against the Niners. Got shellacked. Had our opportunity against the Bengals, against a team not considered as good as the other two, but as a prime-time Monday-nighter for the first time in over a decade, we threw up on our shoes. Uh, color me worried about our next shot in primetime that'll come at home against the Ravens. So, you know, any shot, though, is going to include Trevor Lawrence as the trigger man, right? I mean, you've got to get him back uh, to the best of uh, health as you can. Here's Doug Peterson with more on Trevor Lawrence and where things stand with, with the quarterback and and an injury that we've seen take, you know, eight weeks for some and for others, two or three. 
looked worse than than it really was. Uh, very fortunate there, but um, you know he he seems to have a little bit of a knack. But um, I just think that uh, for the most part, you know, um, just been just been fortunate, you know, to to not uh, have a serious injury than than what they are. Okay, the the rhetoric yesterday used in terms like not serious, you like wasn't as bad as it seems. Saying that he doesn't think he'll have the kind of surgery that that tightrope surgery that Kenny Pickett has already had. I'm sure there are levels of high ankle sprains. Again, we'll talk with Doc Murphy tomorrow. And he mentioned that knack, and that's how we open the show today. That's what just floods my mind. There have been three times where he's looked pretty severely injured. He's not missed any time out of any of them, sometimes in game. So I wouldn't put anything past him from that standpoint. This Sunday might be way, way, way too optimistic, but just based on the rhetoric that Doug Peterson used yesterday and the injury history of Trevor Lawrence, I think it was about as optimistic a diagnosis as we could have gotten yesterday. E, you feel me on that? All right, let's go back to there. I told you a round of applause on some some questions that need to be asked yesterday. Cut 15, E.T. Doug Peterson on this offensive line that just, at least to, to our vantage, does not seem to improve. There's always room for improvement, right? I mean, you know, I thought I thought there were some good things in the run game early, and then and then we got sort of stymied as the game went on. Um, you know, we got to continue to uh, try to 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 push the line of scrimmage, right? Play on play on their side of the ball. Uh, we got we got stalemated a couple times, and so you know, those are all things that uh, we got to continue to to work on. Um, but but uh, you know, the sacks, yeah, the sacks came when we were. In, Kind of in those two-minute modes and in in trying to you know trying to push the ball down the field and and that's going to happen. Uh, but I thought overall uh, decent, but can definitely improve. We'll wait on Walker Little's uh, hamstring injury. See just uh, what that means. But at the end of the day, if you've learned anything on this offensive line this year, next man up could be you, and it could be quick. You know, it's their it's their time to go. It's their time to to play. And and um, you know, I think. I think it's it's on the coaches to to make sure these players are prepared. Um, the, the coordinators making sure that the the plays that are in the game plan are ones that they can handle and they're familiar with. But uh, it's always been you know a next man up mentality, uh, regardless of position, and um, that that might be the case this week. And it's not just the offensive line where you know who knows how that's going to reshuffle this week. But you you've got Parker Washington going to have to step in for Christian Kirk. Uh, the cornerback situation, you know, he spoke to you. you got to make sure they know what they're doing. I think we saw a few instances of that. I think Gregory Jr. wasn't playing terrible football, but, man, he was getting moved around so much, he just had to come out of the game at one point. A little overwhelmed, I think, just by the the, the scheme. You know, I it, it, there there's a there's a learning curve there. And the, and the play that Trevor was hurt on, by all accounts, it looks like Parker Washington, I'm just based on Trevor's uh, reaction, was supposed to run a little slant. That ball was supposed to be out already, and he didn't do what he was supposed to do. So there's that that you worry about with these new guys coming in. And then there's big Devon Hamilton. I, you know, I am not in any way going to throw. I don't know. I don't think we any of us do just just how serious his his injury was that kept him out, right? And and it came off the and they asked for privacy. We give it, and they came out of that. He was ready to go active, practiced a couple times. They brought him up to the roster. Man, you're hoping you're getting what we saw, what earned him a contract extension and a new deal this offseason. And we just have not seen really much of anything from Devon Hamilton yet. He was counted on to be a big piece. He was an improving football player. Looked like he was at that above average state. And that would be very, very nice on this defensive line these days. 
Devon Devon played much better than he had the the previous times out there, and then he continues to improve and and really just you know for him it's about working the technique, the physicality of of being double teamed a lot, single blocks, things like that, using his arms, extension, and and continuing to to push the pocket. So uh, he played he played better uh, than than the the previous couple of times, and then it was good to see him do that. Yeah, and better and and you know uh, wrecking. Being a being a, a system wrecker, are two different things. At times last year, he was he was wrecking people. I, I was looking at the Jacksonville defensive stats. These are your interior linemen on a day where the Bengals ran for one fifty. Roy Robertson Harris zero tackles, zero assists. Devon Hamilton one tackle, zero assists. Jeremiah Ledbetter one tackle, zero assists. Foley Fadakasi, one tackle, zero assists. We just played an overtime football game where the interior of our defensive line, those four gave us, no, those four gave us three tackles and no assists. Yeah, that's how you run for 150. This is the drill to Beatrice Plumbing Wednesday, a trip around the NFL with a football fix. When we return, we got to get Smart John today. Um, we're going to visit with a, a very impressive group of athletes in today's Lockett Law High School report. Um, We've reached the point of the morning where, once again, I realize I'm sitting here not sure if we're doing the Murphy Power Hour or not today. So we'll all learn that together. A happy little journey. Actually, Heckin will come in and probably define it for us. And this is on me. This is 100% failure on me. I am like a boob on an NCAA tournament committee when it comes to this issue. I continue to botch it. Week after week after week. Uh, Back with more next. Thanks for being up and Adam with us on 1010XL 92.5 FM. All right, we're back here on the drill. It's a Vitro's Plumbing Wednesday. Count on Vitro's Plumbing for all your plumbing needs, whether it's emergency or scheduled. You can find out more at Vitro'sPlumbing.com. All right, so the uh, injury situation, not great yesterday, um, but all things considered, Trevor Lawrence, high ankle sprain. Doug Peterson, I, I liked his tone, his narrative. We'll see. Everything's stable, I guess. Looks good to, to that end. Christian Kirk has a, a core muscle injury that might require surgery, and so I, that doesn't sound like anyone that's be playing this year, to be honest with you, just based on past um, situations like this we've had here and other places. Um, Walker Little strained his left hamstring. Uh, Peterson said that uh, confirmed what Tony told us, the injury occurred uh, before Little was pushed back into uh, Trevor Lawrence. We'll see where he's at uh, strength-wise in a couple of days. Add a quad to um, uh, Tyson Campbell's already injured hamstring. So, yeah, it, it, the weather, by the way, have you looked at that? Doesn't look real good up there in Cleveland this weekend. It looks like weather that would be perfect for a good, physical, nasty offensive line to open holes for uh, Travis Etienne. Unfortunately, we ain't got one of those. We ain't got one of them. And so, which means it looks more like a big, nasty Browns defensive line just might take our lunch money if we're not careful. But they're saying windy and cold, wet, rain or snow or otherwise. Oof. I see you got the LeBron treatment last night in your little NBA cup. You see that? No. Yeah, happened? yeah. The refs gave the game to the Lakers, <laughs> cheated them. 
uh, the game was late. There was a scramble for a loose ball, and and the ball was not under. The, 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 the Suns were basically stealing it from Austin Reeves, and he doesn't have control of the ball. LeBron calls timeout, and they give him one. A new rule now. The ball's just up for grabs. LeBron says stop play. We stop play, I guess. Ridiculous. I'm expecting a segment on the Knicks-Bucks NBA Cup game when we when we come back. Fire up the band. We've got a football fix. Just give you a couple real quick here. Brought to you by All-State agent Amandy Bowers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers got on his soapbox yesterday. Although at least he scolded the Jets for the leaks and not the reporters, right? That's fair. These athletes get mad or these ta- these subjects get mad because of the media and their sources. Nah, well, I'm not get mad at the sources. At least Aaron Rodgers is giving a nod there that, well, it's probably true. But this, you know, word that comes out that um, Zach Wilson is being portrayed as a, quote, kid quitting on the team. And then um, uh, Aaron Rodgers said it was chicken bleep to leak that to the media. That's the problem with it. That's a problem with the organization. We need to get to the bottom of whatever this is coming from and put a stop to it privately because there's no place in a winning culture where this, and this is the only time, there's been a bunch of other leaks. And then he was talking about the report in The Athletic where Wilson, who was benched two weeks ago, was reluctant to play because of a perceived injury risk. In other words, it ain't going to be here. I want to be healthy. So just the latest in Jetland. We can never have an answer to this. Does this make the Jets a playoff team? Aaron Rodgers never got to play, right? Um, uh, the Steelers have said enough already. We basically, this is hack-a-shack, and the NFL needs to call it every time, but the, apparently rather than give up a sack, you just hold T.J. Watt uh, on every play. This just in from every other defensive coordinator in the league. Yeah, my guy's getting held too. Settle down there. Tommy DeVito going to remain the Giants uh, quarterback. What a story that is. Just like New Jersey kid, I think. I mean... Hey, Tommy, Tommy DeVito, you see Tommy DeVito scoring the back of the Giants. Tommy, yeah. Um, Roger Goodell is praising Las Vegas as the new sports town USA. Same commissioner who once wouldn't allow Tony Romo to host a fantasy football convention there. Hmm, my how times have changed. That's Football Fix. You're welcome. Brought to you by Allstate agent Mandy Bowers, Mandarin, and now Orange Park. So visit Manny and her dream team because you know what your insurance agent is all about when something goes wrong. Hopefully you don't get to that uh, position with Mandy, but uh, if so, they will be there when you need them, how you need them at first notice. That's Football Fix. You're welcome. Hick and Arrival and more come your way next on Avitro's Plumbing Wednesday. Ladies and gents, please put your hands together as Dan Hicken enters the studio. The Humpty You know it! Yes, sir! Hey! Yo! Hey! Yo! Hey! at your boy! What day is it? Well, it ain't Monday. We got our behind tap on Monday. Tuesday? Woo, Tuesday was a long day, but thank goodness. Yeah. Thank the good man upstairs. Oh, oh. It's a it's hump day. Woo! Let's go. Do the humpty hump. Do the humpty hump. Everybody. 
good to be here. Uh, I had to do the Jags Report live TV show last night. Nice. How'd that go? I had depression in me. Oh, yeah, Still. It kind, of, yeah. kind of fogged Lingers, me a little yeah. bit. Supposed to 48 hour, that thing. Probably your fault, Yoda. You had me all excited. <laughs> dreaming. You mean? let me down. Yoda, he's a good Jag fan. He's all he, excited. He had you. Yeah, I can't wait. Can't wait for tonight. A Monday, he was all gung-ho. Went out hard Monday night. Couldn't answer the bell Tuesday. I didn't see him yet. Were you here yesterday, Yoda? No, he couldn't answer the bell. No. Of course not. <laughs> hey, young people, they can't. I, they can't I need a day off. I, you know, old, old guys, old soft guys come in and grind away. Can't talk. Plow through. You're learning from us, though, Yoda. You're seeing what the work ethic is, what it takes to climb to the... Answer that bell. To climb, like, you know, halfway up the mountain, like we have. Highly accomplished. We're up there somewhere. We're in a lean-to. We're in a lean-to under an overhanging cave. We're looking Hanging out. We know how to light a fire. We're looking up at the top, though, and we're saying... Yeah, I'm not going up there. You want to go up there, Jeff? Nah. Nah. This is fine right this here. Is right you comfy? Here. Yeah. I got a good signal here. We can watch the game. I like it here. We're not going up that mountain. It's, it's too, too much, much work. Too yeah. much. We're okay here. Oh, no. Right here. It's a good view. E, if you want to keep going, you're going to have to leave yeah. us one day, but yeah. we're staying. Yeah, we're right here. Y'all good? Yeah. Get on the mountain. Hey. Very good. Yeah, no more peaks to be climbed. Nope. Oh, we're just going to sit right here. Not going to really try much harder than I do now. We're going to farm. <laughs> we're, we've got us a little mountainside Pueblo. We're going to farm and graze. That's mm-hmm. what we're Pueblo. doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're not going any higher. It's a little. This is it? Yeah, that's it's the it. best you're gonna get. A plateau. We found ourselves a little plateau. If this isn't good enough for yeah. you, maybe go someplace else. The corn crop was good last year. We're good for the winter. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> oh gosh, I was thinking about this with the Jags. Yes, sir. And I asked this question in our one-to-one financial nice whole question of the day. I'm gonna nail it again. Before I ask it, we got two tough games coming up, right? And Trev, I don't put anything past him. Like, today's a big day because he's going to meet with the media. That's a good sign. And I'm talking about possibly, I doubt it, but possibly playing this Sunday. Yeah, I, just only because of his history. Yeah. As Peterson said, his, quote, knack. Yes. He's Gumby, damn it. <laughs> so, what? <laughs> he's limber. He's limber, man. Yeah. Well, twice I've thought he's torn his ACL in a game, and he's come back after halftime. Yeah. So. Although he did not come jogging back out of the tunnel with the golden hair. With a number one. Wow, that 600-yard walk will tire a man. By the way, Colin Cowturd, that was weak. What did it he was. do? What did he do? You don't, you'll find it. In yeah, I'll pull it for you. He, what they, what, what did he do? Shock jocked you? Yeah, he was just talking yes. trash. About Jacksonville? Ta- yeah. He was just like calling us a Super Bowl champion like three weeks ago, man. He's in, he's a butt. What was he, what was he? <laughs> wow, that's a strong. He is, man. I like to punch him in the face. I've always said that I thought that word was worse than saying a-hole. Okay, yeah. I mean, to me, it's just yeah. like. Yeah, because we had that. Yeah, a hole. I think jerk. When you say that word, yeah. I literally think about the. I didn't. Li- I don't anatomy. I don't. Am I, I don't, wrong? I don't need that from Colin Cowherd. What did he say? He's ripping us for the for the walk. Oh, I, no, I'm saying in fun. Well, oh, he got like all serious, high, and mighty about it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Didn't well, you think so? E? GTH. Mm-hmm. He's bringing me stuff all the way across. Hey, you can play it on the radio if you want. <laughs> yeah, four minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a, it's your Mickey Call Mouse. Some, uh, yeah, I'm sure he was offered. Like, we, you got to know the facts there. Of course he was. And by the, we and posted then, it as a question, not as a. These idiots on Twitter keep asking me, 
uh, well, it was a bad look having the cop. He's 6'6". We needed a tall guy. Yeah. You can't have a 5'11 guy helping a 6'6 guy who can't walk. Yeah. And it's a, it's a, Kirk did the same thing. They want to walk off. Yeah, they waved, they waved you, off yeah, the Yeah, you get hurt. You Anyway, I don't want to get into that. Yeah. So I was thinking about, I, I was just wondering about his availability to play this Sunday. So today he'll meet the media. That's a good sign. If he was, if he was going to be gone for like three weeks, I don't think he would meet the media today. I, th- so that's I, number this guy one. Walsh, th- this starting streak is important to him. Even if he right. went out and tried to go and you realize after a quarter yeah. he can't. Yeah, because he's got 43 in a row. He, I think he's tied for third all time. I know yeah, it we're lo- This guy's a drop of gold into our sewage of a football program when he got here. Let's yes. don't forget where we were before Trevor Lawrence got here. Amen. 20-something years of just By gross. the way, and he... He was, yeah. he was having his best game of the year. Yeah, he's over 3,000 yards passing. He's on pace to get about 4,500 for But anyway, with all that piece. said, yeah. Uh, so I'm going to assume for assumption's sake, I'm not going to put it past him that he does not play Sunday. Me too. And, and I'm going to put the same assumption that Christian Kirk won't play again this year. Also fair. Okay. I, in fact, I feel more confident yeah, that Christian too. Kirk won't play this year than Trevor me, Lawrence me too. won't play You Sunday. don't have How about that on a core injury and yeah. come bebopping back. And I don't think Walker Little's going to play on Sunday. I don't think Tyson Campbell's going to play on Sunday. Yeah. I think this Sunday we're going to be strapped. We're we in trouble. Yeah, and it, and it sets up as the type of game that, you know, when we were stopping the run, I'd feel okay just trying I'm, to win a close one. My, my only silver lining, my only ray of sunshine in my little opening here is that we may lose Sunday. We may fall to eight and five. We probably gonna lose to Baltimore if Trev ain't playing. We'd be eight and six. Hey, hey, hey! Yeah. Don't no. come in here with We're all still that negativity. Okay. Just bro. let me finish. I ain't being negative. Dang, this bro. is what you do. You jump here. You sit here and sound all down in the dumps. I come in here with some verve and passion and excitement and thinking, and you immediately turn and try to call me Mister Negative. I won't allow it. Right, let me say something. Because I'm not finished. Well, let me. And no, let me, I'm. Okay, no, go I, ahead. To, to supplement his point, at five and zero, the 49ers were the best team in the league. They lost three games in a row. They went to five and three. How are they Correct. doing? I'm not saying we're the Niners. How right. are they doing? But everybody. So panicked. in his scenario, I, I'm getting. See, we're just at the yeah. tipping point here. Now he's going to give the other side of the this whole key projection. for us right now is to get into the postseason, and I'll say this, and to get healthy. And we're going to get, minus Kirk, we're going to get healthy. Okay? Yes. Robinson, so, maybe even Agnew, Trevor. And with all due respect, the way we've played at the bank is the way we've played at the bank. Maybe we shouldn't be at the bank. So uh-huh. if week one of the last week of, 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 of week 19, in other words, the first week of the postseason, because everybody plays that week anyway except the top seed. The top seed's yeah. gone. Forget about it. Yeah. Even if we get it, forget about it. Okay? Yeah. So, everybody else is playing. And if we got to go to, say, Miami, so be it. We'll go to Miami and we'll kick their A's. Okay. Because we would be a healthy Jaguar team would be a dangerous out I, I, in I, January. I, I couldn't agree more. So, it, I say we got, yeah. you, you got three games after these two. You got to get to 10, in my mind. 10's a magic and number. That would get you to 11, those three. Yeah. They're already at eight. Get me to 10 and you, we'll be in. Right? Probably because you got all those. I don't know those seven and five. Depending on what those, I don't know. Yeah. Here's the thing: I looked at Houston and Indy. Well, and their Houston last and five, Indy play each yeah, other. Yeah, but the other four, like all relatively winnable, easy games. So they say. I, but there's no such thing. So there's they no say. such thing. Houston lost to Carolina. Their only win. Yeah. All right. Um, happens. So we'll talk about that. The one-on-one financial poll question: With all that happened on Monday Night Football, how did the Jacks finish? 
AFC South champs, wildcard team, no postseason, went out, number one seed still. I think AFC South champs. Yeah, 56.7% agree at Dan Hickett if you want to vote. Wildcard team, 30%, no postseason, 11%, went out, number one seed still, 2.3%. All is not lost. And, and the problem with us and fans and everybody is if we go to Cleveland and we're strapped, and when I say strapped, I'm using this as a term meaning we don't have our guys. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. That could mean something else. I know it does. <laughs> I, and I, I thought about that, Ian. I was going to have to ask you because I don't know what else it means. <laughs> you just know it's something. That's palm down, my brother. That's palm down? <laughs> Having that fire yeah, stick. We're not going you. up there with fire sticks, <laughs> okay. as far as I know. All right, bet. Yeah, it would be I'm bad. To, Amazon. <laughs> yeah, it would be bad to go up there with fire sticks. Uh, <laughs> but... Um, it, well, we still treat the game like we should win. Like, I can't believe this. We stink, blah, 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 as the game unfolds. Well, again, if we don't have our guys, we're not going to have our guys. It's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a tough game because they're playing for their lives too. Yeah. Oh. So, but if you're the coaching staff, here's the fine line you got to walk. You got to try to win this game, bro. They beat the Niners, I'll remind everyone. Yeah. Cleveland beat the Niners without Deshaun. Well, Cleveland hasn't lost at home. We haven't lost on the road. We haven't lost on oh, the road. Nice. Ooh, so like there's that. your showdown. One other thing, and uh, by the way, I, I've lined up a terrific guest today. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's calling in on the uh, All Pro Roofing Hotline. So uh, that's happening at— I'm Trying to take my job, bro? Yes. After seven—after it's—he will be joining us. This is big. He's going to join us at 745. You won't want to miss it. Anyway. I, I, what? What's that I smell? What is it? Nonsense. Let's smell some nonsense. Oh, that's not true. Anyway. Uh, Got E. Oh, worried in there. I'm trying to walk, talk him down off the ledge here. One other thing. In the quarterback world. Quarter? Quarterback world. Mm-hmm. Good look, bad look. All right. Okay. We play Cleveland this week. Cleveland, uh, Deshaun Watson out for the season. We just played Cincinnati. Cincinnati quarterback out for the season. Good look, bad look. Joe Burrow on the sideline. Working with, helping Deshaun Watson in the suite with his girlfriend. Fair. Good look, bad look. Yeah. I'm paying you $235 million guaranteed dollars. You can't be on the sideline. Teams can have different policies. Some teams may not. I don't. It's I, the want I, to. I, I hear you. It's the know. where's yeah. that part. Yeah. I you should know. want to be there. Yeah. If the quarterback wants to be on the sideline, yeah. regardless. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Quarterback. Yeah, that's fair. You're the leader. Yeah. Even yeah. if you're not playing, it's your dead yeah. dumb team. Yeah. yeah. Be down there. All right. That's terrible. No, that's fair. Anyway. Uh, okay, so trivia? Uh, well, first, I was expecting a wrap-up of the NBA, NBA Cup. We were all about the NBA Cup oh, yeah. yesterday. You had a well, big game coming up in the semifinals, the quarterfinals, whatever it is. Here it is. My the 20- quarters. It was the quarters. You're in the Elite Eight of the NBA, friend. Two things stood out. Uh-huh. One, it was so important. Nobody wanted to play defense. Well, that's NBA. That's your, that's Bucks your Knicks. Scored. Bucks had 75 at the half. Yeah. <laughs> They didn't miss in the second half. And secondly, I don't want to go back because my last 24 hours as a sports fan are only beaten by FSU Jag fan. But for me, uh, the Jags lose. The Mets lose the draft pick. What do you mean the draft pick? Well, we had a chance to be in the top six, and there's a lottery, like ping pong balls and stuff, mm-hmm. and we came in 19th. What odd timing for the MLB to hold their draft Don't lottery. care. And then oh. the Rangers get blitzed in Ottawa. Hadn't you won like 10 in a row or something? Or best record in hockey. Oh. And, then, um, and then the Knicks get crushed in the whatever. The, the th- NBA what? Cup. The yeah. Cup. The Cup. 
How stupid. I hate it. Sound cup, right. Yeah, the NBA Cup has been. The Cup a, is fixed. They got the Lakers the where they want. The Cup has been Ooh. way, Ooh. way more Ooh. popular and successful than they could have imagined year one. Yeah, I disagree. I All right, trivia time coming up next. You're that's, hater, your, that's your cup talk. All right, uh, we're going to do Get Smart John. Is that what we're doing? <laughs> yes. All right, it's a Beach Rose Plumbing Wednesday. We do have the Murphy Power Hour today. Yes. Shohei could be on the verge. Other uh, Major League Baseball news out there. It's a real fun time of the year. I'm ready for him to get going, Dan. You are? Yeah, I mean, the free the opening of free agency was, uh, they're at the winter meetings now, and he gets something popping here in the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. There will be some big, uh, you know, eye-popping deals coming. I'm ready to see some. Okay. All right, this is The Drill. It's a Beach Trust Plumbing Wednesday. Thanks for sticking around with us. We are going to uh, awe and amaze you with our knowledge of all things trivial. Nick. I got to say, I am very proud of our friend John today. GSJ. Get you smart, are. John. Well, yeah. Well, good. Tell us more. A couple reasons why. One, I he's he's taking care of business. TCB. Yeah. He's uh, he's getting roto-rootered here this this morning. Oh. Well, it's, yeah. It's which is right now in the all- Pro roofing hotline. Yeah, what's that all about? Borland Groovering up. He's no, doing what he's supposed to be yeah. doing. Okay. Yeah, I, I did it this, yeah. this past year. Yeah. And uh, number two. <laughs> well, number two, but a bump. I don't know if he's under anesthesia <laughs> yet or not, but there. but he's. I don't think he is. He's close to going in. Okay. Well, I don't think. Where he are is. you, John? Yes, uh, because I'm a Baptist employee, I'm having it done here at Baptist Beaches by Borland Groover, and I'm just waiting for him to call me back. So. Okay, good. So you're good to go. Oh, into, back into the. Uh, so you're literally right there, like just sitting in the office with your, or in the in the lobby there with your reception yes, area yeah. with your with your questions. He's a legend. Yeah, they all think you're crazy. This will be fun. This is legendary. We suggest you do this on on uh, speakerphone. Well, the only thing that would be, be Johnny. The only thing that would be better is if you were actually back there in that little, you know, they nah. put you in that with the curtain drawn yeah. in your little gown. It's the no gown. good anymore. It's no good anymore though because oh well, at least once they give you the anesthesia, you're out like you're 10 done. seconds. Yeah. Right? Done. They give you a little IV beforehand though. We had Tony in the old days where he yeah. literally into submission. That was yeah. that was fun. So anyway, all right, John, we're ready. Okay. <laughs> So if, if I have to cut it short, you understand why. Yes, okay. we do. <laughs> okay. All right. Cut so it appropriate short. for this. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Mexican food. <laughs> hopefully you didn't. Hopefully you didn't have any last night while you were preparing. Oh, no. <laughs> All liquids. You know, my brother. <laughs> okay. Ignacio Anaya is credited with creating what appetizer of tortilla chips topped with cheese and jalapenos? Nachos. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay, and Grauman's. Not <laughs> Go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> Grauman's Chinese Theater. Yes. Hollywood! Little, <laughs> yes. What little robot left its wheel marks instead of footprints in the theater's concrete forecourt? R2-D2, maybe? Yeah, he's the one that rolls around. I was trying to read re- which one it is, so yeah. Ha- who had a, yes. What a, yes. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yes. Geography. Don't know much about geography. Based on population, Antwerp is the largest municipality in what country? Hold on, you know it, right? I believe so. Is yeah. it? It's. Is it Belgium? Belgium. Yeah. Got to proud of myself. I'm proud of you. Got to. We get, shade of blue today. Yeah. Shade of blue. I almost was going to go with Brussels. <laughs> Very good. Okay, so because because I want to make sure I get this in, yes, um, want to get the audio clue. Let's do it. Yes. Is this Frank Frangie? <laughs> Very good, Johnny. Very good. <laughs> 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 that 
Uh, that is very creative considering what you've got coming up here. Yeah. Thank you. That's, well, I think that's, that's why. You'll get it by the end of the question. <laughs> I think that's Andy Williams actually singing it. Okay. It is. Now, so what movie and, and is it from? Fletch? Is that Fletch. What? It's yeah. from Fletch. No, actually, that version was not. No, you got the answer. The actual original version that Andy Williams was in Breakfast at Tiffany's. Okay. Okay. What's the answer, Fletch? Right, you got the answer. Here's why, uh, ease, why it's appropriate, but back in the day where they would, you know, um, how, how do you... Uh, you used to have to get checked by the doctor like, down, down digitally. there. Digitally. With and the, so they you know, put on the glove, you know, and check you. And uh-huh. so, and, and as they checked Chevy Chase as Fletch, you went, Moon River. <laughs> oh, that's, so that's, yeah. that's where that is, yeah. Well, no, that and using the whole hand doc. Yes. <laughs> Correct, but that's not in the Moon River song, so just yes. leave no. the explanation to me, friend. <laughs> John, are you under substance uh, substance yet? No. Okay. No, no, no. He would be not. out. Yeah. I'm kidding. I'm still waiting to be called. I know. That's why I want no, to make sure I get for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a grinder, you guys. You, you know? are. I mean, again, tip of the cap, my friend. Okay. Okay. King Arthur. King Arthur and his court. One legend says that what specific object was given by the Lady of the Lake and thrown back in the lake on King Arthur's death? Is that the sword? It's the sword. Excalibur? Excalibur, yeah. Yes. I thought that might trip you guys yeah, up a you little know, bit. You know, just join the club of those that don't understand us, our dominance, <laughs> our greatness. <laughs> Halfway up the mountain. Our humility. Halfway. <laughs> Happy to be okay. on our plateau. Not going anywhere. <laughs> Not interested in growth. In the Pueblo. No growth. Okay. Literature. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay. What is the title in English of the Ernest Hemingway novel whose title in Spanish is Adios a las Armas? Uh, farewell to Arms. Mm-hmm. Very good. Very good. Yeah. So a hurricane. I don't know if you know that. I thought it was goodbye Columbus for a second. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye Anna de Armas. <laughs> Business. Business. In 1985, which Aussie-born mogul became a U.S. citizen to meet requirements for owning TV stations? Murdoch. Yeah. Yeah. Murdoch. <laughs> That's from Rambo. <laughs> Rupert. Yes. Okay. I want you guys. Um, there are actually six, but I want you to give me three. There are three mm-hmm. U- U.S. presidents who have the first name oh, of boy. James. James, James mm-hmm. Buchanan. Yeah, James K. Oh, Pol- yeah, James K. Polk. Yep. Is there a fact oh, you went for that. James, James Carter? Yeah, there you go. That's right. Very, go. very good. I don't know if you know, good. but we dominate the presidents category. Who's uh, who was fat? Fat uh, Howard Taft. That was that Bill was Taft. Bill. Fat yeah, Bill Taft. Taft. Bill Taft. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, who are the right. other James, real quick? Uh, we could probably James Monroe, Madison. yeah, James and, Madison, yeah. yeah we'd have got all six. So put that in your little trivia pipe and smoke it. Mm. <laughs> Take that back to your minions. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. They keep calling people. I want to make sure I don't miss. Yeah, don't miss all. it. Uh, do not <laughs> do that. Not for this silly segment. No, no you're doing well. No. Okay, we can TV. go at any time, my friend. We're good. TV. Okay. On November 21st, mm-hmm. 1992, mm-hmm. the Thanksgiving song was first performed as a duet between Adam Sandler and uh. which SNL Weekend Update anchor? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, he, he just goes, he just, he would just say, um, it's Kevin Nealon. Very good. That's how I roll. Wow. That good. is how I roll. Good. Man. 
He goes, Neilan was sitting there and he's doing his song. He's just looking at his papers and every while he would just mop. He would put yeah. in some sort of. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's a good poll there, boys. That's a good one. That's back when SNL was good. Good TV product, you know, fair, balanced, to attack humor from all sides. Not afraid to offend some snowflake somewhere whose, you know, entire identity melts if, you know, they hear a bad word. Mm. Yes. Back in the day. Okay, you know what? Back in the day when uh, sticks and stones broke our bones, Hick. <laughs> you got to go? That's right. Yes, actually, I do. So we got right. time for one more. All right, got time for one more. Okay. One more. Um, car rental companies. Hertz, Avis, Enterprise. Her I think about what's yeah. uh, consider what's about to happen. We're going to go Hertz. <laughs> <laughs> what word that means owned, preserved, or maintained by the federal government is also the name of a car rental company? I think you said all of them, but that one. Uh, okay, say it again. Owned. Yeah, yeah, I'll say it again. What word that means owned, preserved, or maintained by the federal government is also the name of a car rental company? Just name some more car rental companies. Don't bog down in how he described it. What did you say? We said yeah, Hertz. Hertz. We said Avis. Avis. No. Budget. Um, no. It wasn't budget. 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 I'm going to read it one more time. Oh, okay. okay. What word that means owned, preserved, or maintained by the federal government? Is also the name of a car rental company. Preserved. Let's go. Oh. You, you keep it like like the Indian uh, reservation. Do they own? They preserve what or, or, or a piece of land or historic place? What is, Alamo? What's the term? That's not, no, Alamo is not no. it. I, I'm trying to think of. Give me some car rental companies. There's not that many. Let's go oh, that way. Em. There's Dollar Budget. There's Alamo Enterprise Hertz. Uh, uh, enterprise? We say enterprise. Owned? No. Um. Oh, I don't. I, 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 national. National car rental? No. I, I, yeah, I mean, there's a national. There is a national. Yeah, but I'm just. I'm. Uh, we're, we're running out of time here. Yeah, no. You want me to read it one more time? I'm, I'm yeah. okay. I can. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Read it one more. Okay. Now you have. Okay. What word that means owned, preserved, or maintained by the federal government? Is also the name of the car rental company. So that's one of those context clues. No, no, he keeps emphasizing federal, and all it's doing is confusing me more, Dan. I don't know. I'm getting frustrated. I Jeff get... is getting frustrated. <laughs> it's uh, a good, good one to lose. Owned by the federal. It's federal. It's U.S. something. Give me U.S. or It's national or U.S. It's, I, I can't think of no other way to. National? National car that, rental? That's, that's not, not it. But no, yeah. owned and preserved would be like lean, U.S. lean or U.S. You know, was mm -hmm. a, uh, Right? Uh huh. He's saying it's it's um. Oh God. I don't know. I don't know. What I, is it, Johnny? Say one of them. You you just say one. Uh, national. National. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> After all that, we got it. Okay. Supreme victory. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, thank you. Get well, thank Johnny. You, enjoy. Enjoy okay. this. Well, thank you. Enjoy I'll the take nap. A nap. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's a great nap. Great dude. nap. It's a great nap. It is a good nap. And by the way, in all seriousness. All the cliches and the this and that. It is like the easiest, most painless yeah. procedure there is. Yeah. There is no nothing. It's it's very simple and Check easy. Checkup is worse. And yeah. you need to go. You get to, you get to 45, man. You got to take care of it. Yeah. So Borland Groover uh, Foundation, by the way, is there to help. And, and if you procrastinate and wait till you're 55 or 6, like, mm -hmm. show a hand. Yours truly. It's mm -hmm. never or not too late. It's definitely no. something you should yeah. all go well, to. Yeah, if you haven't yeah. done it, go yeah. do it. Yeah, for yeah. sure. All right, let's uh, take a break. We got a special guest coming up next right here on The Drill. Oh. Hit it. All right.
right. Yeah, we got a special uh, 10-minute drill, sports concepts and rationalizations oh. coming your way. At the end of the drill, I think we have a prize pack. What are we handing out today, sir? A little razzle-dazzle, oh. something like nothing oh. special, man. We got a bottle of Brackish Vodka plus oh. a $25 gift card to Small Cakes. All part of the 10 XL Holiday Gift Guide. Head over to 10XL.com. They, they had some of those small cakes in here for the J-Fun Radiothon. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Oh, my goodness. I, of course, mm. I didn't have them, but they sure look good. There's not. Jeff, I know. Jeff is one of the skinniest fat guys I know. Thank you. Man. Yes. I don't know why you got to do that. <laughs> I used to be skinny fat. Yeah, I'm just skinny loves. skinny. <laughs> Better to be a fat skinny guy or a skinny fat guy. I, uh, uh, neither. Okay. How about that? I. Uh, I mean, there's not a lot to get excited about with Gator football these days. But but our next guest, who should be calling in here momentarily, if we could get this guy, this would be the greatest, greatest move in Billy Napier's history. I'm telling you right now, I will go through the roof if we. Oh, he's on the All Pro Roofing Hotline now. E, you're telling me, okay, all right. Listen, let's get let's cut to the chase right now and find out if this is just rumor or fact. Uh, Coach O, are you there? Oh, Coach O, any chance that you're coming to Gainesville to be the defensive line coach? Go Gator. Go Gator, Coach. Coach, Jeff, do you have a question for Coach O? Uh, Eddie Orgeron is the hot rumor right now is coming to Florida to coach the D-line. Roll Tide. No, Gators. Do you have a question for Eddie O? Uh, Sure, uh, Coach. Mm -hmm. Where have you been hanging out on vacation these days? Uh, Red Bulls. (laughs) Women. (laughs) South Beach. (laughs) Go Gator. Wow, see, I... (laughs) South Beach, Coach? Yeah, South Beach. South Beach. <laughs> South Beach. Why are you coming to Florida? Money. <laughs> interim. Interim coach. If need be. You bring, how, how are you going to do in recruiting? Is that why they're bringing you? Oh, we're going to get them all. We're going to get them all. We're going to get them north, south, of order. <laughs> Sunshine State. <laughs> loaded. Loaded with players. Give me Eddie O, man. Wow, he's got Give Eddie. me Eddie O. How did, you, how, how did Dan track you down, Coach O? I'm, I'm surprised. We used to run together back in the day. <laughs> back in the day. Dan's my man. We used to run a lot. <laughs> I got a Hummer. You got a Hummer. We all get a Hummer. We all get a Hummer. <laughs> Coach, we're not talking about the cars. <laughs> Bridge Schaefer. Oh, yeah, in you, all seriousness. I told you I smelled some nonsense. You, you give me eat. Eddie O, man. I'm having a press conference. Okay? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You say it. <laughs> you uh, give me. No, Eddie O's a perfect guy to have on your oh, staff. You just don't want to be in your head coach. I'll take Eddie O right he now. Can, he, he can recruit. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Come on, Billy. Get us Eddie O. Uh, and if things go mm. bad, Eddie O be sitting there. This is where we've this puffed is, up wearing that I, gator shirt. Can I say this? this Rip is, that shirt off, Eddie O. This is how far we've fallen as a football program. What do you we mean? celebrate the rumor that we might be getting an assistant coach. I mean, Eddie O Eddie ain't no Orgeron. assistant coach. He's Eddie O, dude. Uh, Eddie O will I change got a the Hummer. Hummer. Yeah. You got a Hummer? Yeah. We all get a Hummer. Five star. Five star. You ain't going nowhere. You coming to Florida. You coming to Florida, five star. Sunshine State. Sunshine State, South Beach. Uh. <laughs> Eddie O. Eddie O. Left LSU from the laughing text, from the text with his side. money. You give me Eddie O. I'll give Napier a fourth year. Hell yes, a fifth year maybe Eddie O. Coaching if Napier it might be, but that's fine. Uh. Give me Eddie O. Man, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> uh. 
Well, that was exciting right there on the All-Pro Roofing Hotline. That's what I did. Stop the ball. Stop the drill. I'm having a press conference. <laughs> <laughs> he just yelled at somebody trying to blow the he's, sidewalk. He's a, he's a classic man, man. Uh, yeah, Give me Eddie, Eddie O. Eddie something else. Eddie O. Shotgun. I, I Eddie O. The- used to shotgun like six Red Bulls to start his <laughs> every day when he was coaching it up. It's a great book if you've ever. Yeah. Was that, who wrote that? Was it Travis? <sighs> He did a. They followed Eddie O. At Ole Miss for a year. It was a terrific. Wasn't read. it? Um, yeah. yeah. I don't think it was Travis. Yeah, but I'm not sure who it is. Wasn't it like uh, I don't know. It was. Um, I don't know. I don't know either. I don't. Know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, no one knows. It's a. It was a, a, a anonymous. Yeah. Almost said unanimous. Gosh, he we just, get dumber every he day. He just took his money. Eddie, what are you going to do? I'll take my millions. I'm going to go party. My favorite Eddie O moment after it all mm-hmm. is like two days after Eddie O is fired, he sends you this selfie from like a high rise. Oh, my God. You know. He's the greatest. Destin Hotel. He's laying in bed with some blonde. Oh, yeah. Laying there like shirtless with the with the sheets pulled up just Good. under his. Y'all don't worry about Eddie O. <laughs> Eddie O fine. Eddie O fine. Eddie O got a bag of money and a honey. Money and a honey for Eddie O. Golly, man. What about Eddie O? Eddie O. Say hello, darling. Gators. <laughs> Gators, get Eddie O, man. Uh, what about the kid who fleeced uh, Napier handled it well, but the little smart alecky kid. I wish he would have laughed. What happened? Him. He's walking in the school, I think, somewhere. I made its rounds on social media yesterday. And the kid wanted to like say, hey, coach, I get a selfie. And he gets behind him and goes, hey, how to hang 50 on Florida uh, LSU uh, or some shot. Like, what a jerk. Yeah. Come on, man. So, anyway, it's neither here nor there. I Listen, O would definitely put some energy into that sleepy program down there. I mean, he's the opposite personality of the head coach. That'd be an interesting Could pairing. you imagine this, though? How about this? <laughs> One more thing about Eddie O. Could you imagine this, Pross? Uh, defensive meeting comes in. Uh, Coach Armstrong leading the meet. Who, who are you? <laughs> I'm Coach Armstrong. I'm who's the defensive the, who, coordinator. Who's the fat kid? I don't, there's no fat, no fat kid. <laughs> you don't lift your weight. Look at me. Rip my shirt off. I bench 450. Put 450 on the ball right now. I'll bench every one of you. <laughs> uh, isn't that the truth? Now that is a locker room camera and uh, oh my and, god and behind the scenes footage I want to see when Eddie O is introduced. Eddie O also I think famously he's the one that ripped his shirt off yes. in the pregame one year. Oh, he's the, the greatest pregame. Oh. He's got his team in the locker room for the game and uh, he just rips his shirt off like that. Oh. Eddie O is the man. Eddie O's crazy, dude. He's a you want crazy. If you could get Eddie O on your staff, you'd. T- and he's coached everywhere. Man. I was going to say Eddie, Eddie O has been everywhere. He yeah. was the head coach at SC, wasn't he? Yes. He should have got the job, but they wouldn't give it to him. Because he's he so ca- crazy. He took a team that was terrible and like won five in a row as the interim. So, yeah. yeah. Let me see. I got his I'm, overview I'm here. I'm taking you're, Eddie O right ready, now. You ready for the Eddie O yeah. uh, resume? Yeah. Here we go, Eddie O. And then we'll, uh, we'll move on. Eddie O got around now. By the way, if you're going to read Eddie O's resume, you really should be playing Johnny Cash as I've been everywhere. <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> right. I've been everywhere. I love the country there. We go from Cajun town to L.A. Yeah, gown. What are you saying? Uh, Eddie O played at Northwestern State. You know that a lot uh, of people I think think Eddie O was an LSU grad. No, but he is a, he is Cajun now. So anyway, he did play. All right, thank you. Eddie O played a year at LSU in '79. I'm guessing strong drink led him to Northwestern State. Again, I don't mean to throw any implications. Uh, when he graduated after '83-'84, he was on. 
Northwestern State's um, uh, assistant. Then he went to McNeese State for a year. Mm-hmm. Then he was an assistant strength coach at Arkansas for two years. <laughs> then he was the Miami defensive line I know coach South Beach. for four years. I know South Beach. Then it must not have ended well. He was the Nichols State linebackers coach for a year. On to Syracuse Get for two Billy. years as the defensive line coach. Bring him home, Billy. Then he went to USC as the assistant head coach, recruiting coordinator, defensive line coach for six years. Then it was off to Ole Miss for three Arkansas, years. Arkansas, Miami, Nichols as the, State, as Syracuse, the head coach Ole there. Miss, New Orleans Saints. Tennessee, USC, oh, there, everywhere. Yeah, I guess that would be the rest. Yeah, <laughs> Saints for a year, Tennessee uh, uh, Vols for a year, USC for three, USC interim coach, LSU D line, <laughs> LSU head coach. There I get have. a Hummer, you get a Hummer, we all get a Hummer. We all get a Hummer. That's about twelve stops in uh, seventeen years. That's Eddie O. <laughs> Apparently now, according to Dan Hicken, Dan Hicken reports, bound for Gainesville. <laughs> It's a Beach Rose Plumbing Wednesday. You're listening to The Drill on 1010XL. 641-1010. Come kind, come courteous, come correct. E, what's the razzle-dazzle one more time? Oh, a bottle of that Brackish Vodka plus $25 gift card to Small Cakes, all part of the 1010XL holiday gift guide. Head over to 1010XL.com for more gift guides. Oh, no. Smells like teen spirit. Uh, We are back. We are back. We are back. We are back. On a Beach Rose Plumbing Wednesday. I got a um, Pest of the Day brought to you by Mission Pest Solutions. By the way, if something's especially bothering you any of these mornings, feel free to throw one in. You may want to change it as I'm about to drop one here that will uh, make you go nuts. It's not a pest of yours, though? Would it not? Does it not make you feel pesty? It'll make you know me and it'll make me, I'll react more strongly? Yes. Okay, then that's, I will. I dare you to give me the con on this one. For the sake of. For the sake of the benefit of the pest of the day, brought to you by Mission Pest Solutions, we're going to have an act and react element to today's pest of the day. Yeah. By the way, meanwhile, don't, we're in Florida. You're going to get out of hand quickly. You need those dudes on your side, veteran and locally owned and operated. Call 944-PEST. You'll speak directly with the owners and tell them that you heard it here on the drill. Tell them Dan and Jeff sent you. Uh, mention 1010XL. You get 25% off your initial pest or termite protection service. And then just to go to the Google reviews. Find a more customer service-oriented uh, company. Go ahead. Find one. So it's the pest of the day. Brought to you by Mission Pest Solution. What do we got? Here it comes. I'm trying to, <sighs> trying to boil my blood. He just loves doing it. What is it? Well, you weren't here. We, we covered the... Um... We covered the Sports Illustrated Man of the Year. Sportsman that, of the Year, correct. That would have been pesty of the day. Well, that, that, that was, right. the, I, well, at least back, the sports person, I'm saying, the sports yes. person, my bad. Uh, you know, God forbid there's a man and a woman of the right. year. Um, I, that just defies to, like, what Sports Illustrated it was, is. It was, it was Coach Prime. Yeah, but it's got to go to somebody more successful. Whatever, you want to do the sports personality of the year, okay, I'll grant it. But they, no, there ought to be I mean, some results. Past winners include. Sure. Cal Ripken Peyton Jr., Manning, Venus Williams, Tiger Woods. Right, that's uh, correct. Uh, the Bloody Sock, before he was cheating Lance Armstrong, Tom that's, Brady, Dwayne a, Wade, Michael Phelps. Success element. Success yes. element. Yeah, it was wrong. It was wrong. And Serena. SI, that's what I said. Golden State. For, for SI to turn around and double down on it is wrong, too. Okay, Admit so. that, yeah, we changed the parameters. We're like the college. We're like the boobs on the CFA, uh, the CFP committee. We just change week to week what the so with definition that, is. So with that is the backdrop. I'm uh, here it is. The proud to announce this year's <laughs> Time Magazine Person of the Year. The person of the Year, Time Magazine. Okay. All right. Here he goes. He looks. He's just looking at me like a devilish little grin. He's got that evil little glint in his eyes. So the two 
greatest people in our country right now. Clearly. Thank you, E. I know where you're going with this, I bet. <laughs> Coach Prime mm-hmm. from the sports world. Mm-hmm. He have the 4-8 and eight record. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Had to drop that in there. <laughs> uh-huh. Seventh. Eight and nine, too, now. Do you want to guess who the time person you two? Well, I, we've never talked. Is, is it somebody that we've never talked right. about on this program? Oh, no. Okay, it is. It's someone we who have did talked you think about. It, yeah. Who do you think it was? Then who are you? I thought it was that boy girl influencer cat that's on social media. You know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about? You mean the Bud Light? Yeah, that, right. That, yeah. that yeah. person. Yeah. Don't, don't know. And honestly, I say person because I don't know if I'm supposed to call that person. Mm-hmm. I'm, mm-hmm. I don't know what well, that that's person. Not, that's not the time person. Okay. Well, that, that, that okay. Mm. Um, the time person of the year. Oh, yeah. it's Kim Kardashian. That's a good guess. Ooh. Okay. All right. Oh, okay. It's not. Okay. Yoda, do you want to guess or did you look it up? Yeah. Yoda all knowing. I yeah. was wondering he probably would get it. Jason Kelsey. You're really hot. Travis oh, Kelsey. Tay-Tay? Are you even hotter? Thank you, E. It's Tay-Tay. Tay-Tay. Yeah. She needs a little recognition, so that's good. <laughs> Things are tough for her. I mean, you know, like, let's not that's forget better. her that's, tour and what yeah, she that, did oh, for yeah. everybody. And, and, oh, yeah. and by the way, listen, yeah. even to us skeptics, yeah. when she stepped her world into the NFL world, there was a whole new, like, yeah. dynamic yeah. there. Yeah. Like, like, many of us... Um, I thought Travis Kelsey was as big a boy as, you know what I mean? Right, We're NFL right. people. Yeah. so future, um, future president of the United States in all likelihood. Taylor? Sure. What well, uh, is the idiocracy? Yeah. In the idiocracy, Why I think not? it was an MMA fighter who got the presidency. So <laughs> and we are just dumbing ourselves down with each and every news report. So yeah. that's fair. Okay. Well, uh, there, that doesn't bother me near as much as uh, Dion. Okay. And Dion's not anger. It's just that's not what it is. It's yeah. like giving the coach of the year to a guy that went two and fourteen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Silly. Mm-hmm. And and the history, the precedent is set there. All those amazing champions Dan mentioned, and now we're going to give it to Dion four and eight. <laughs> so does it again. Somebody on the text line wants to know if the CBS forty seven Fox thirty cameras are outside the stadium to see how Trevor is walking. Oh, that's as he a good arrives. idea. That's a good idea. Good video. Yoda, get down there with your camera, your phone yeah. cam. Yoda. I mean, you know, this could start. We're about to put this kid at work and make him start contributing. Yoda, huh? we need some stuff from you. <laughs> right? Send him down there. You got a camera? Bring us back some vid. Yeah. Huh? Get a drone. Start, man. Fi- start firing off some hard questions. Yeah. Trevor, will you play on Sunday? Trevor, we need you. <laughs> he was already like, "Hey, man, we need to do a quickie poll." <laughs> Will Trevor play? Yes or no? Yoda, Yoda sat. Yoda told me this in the break. Because Yoda's a hardcore Jag fan, right? He, this is his town. He's a kid. My he's team, grown my up. town. Yeah, he's, he's grown still up. hurting. He's hurting. He's For still certain. hurting today. Well. And he said, he said to me, after the game, I just sat in my seat and stared. <laughs> That's a fan right yeah. there. That's a fan, yeah. man. I like that, that. A lot of times they'll find that guy isolated, just kind of staring yeah. down. The, yeah. Right? You know what I'm talking about? Yoda, you could have made TV like the Surrender Cobra guy. That's what I mean. Yeah. Everybody's gone, but there's Yoda just staring into the. Did y'all see the light show? I I saw it on picture. I was late because I was outside doing the TV show. And that thing was turning. But nice. it was good. Yeah. Yeah. They look. They did again. She looked beautiful at night, late yes, she night. Did. Oof, she beautiful. You know, you you had a few brackish vodkas in you, so hey, easy. She man. looked even better. <laughs> <laughs> she looked fine. Yes, but anyway, that's uh, that's either here or there. Hey, uh, shout out to uh, the Gator basketball team. Nice dub last night. They were down by one at Who the they half. Beat, they beat Merrimack. Mon- Moncrief. Okay, I couldn't. Mary, who is Mary? Mary, can anybody tell me where Merrimack College is? Uh, that's up in the Northeast. Is yeah. it Merrimack, New York? E. Uh, Philly. Yoda. I have no idea. North Andover, Massachusetts. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Merrimack. Um, 
Oh, I know what I want to tell learn, you. You know what you learn when, when basketball season starts? Mm-hmm. How many colleges are out there that you had no idea were yeah. colleges? And some College of the names. basketball yeah. will do that yes. to you. Yes. Speaking of basketball, um, did we talk about that buzzer beater that we saw yesterday? Oh, no, we didn't. Well, one of the great things about Jacksonville. Middle school. Providence Middle School? Yeah. So, so one of the great things about Jacksonville is what we always say is we take care of our own and if I don't know you, I know somebody who knows you. Okay. Would we all agree with that? For like, sure. That's how Jayville is, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. like no, Duval's big. Yeah. But it's, you, land but mass. Every, no, somebody knows somebody you know. Yeah, but everybody has, you meet. It still has small town sure. charm. And especially, I think, for our kids who are from, like, if you're from here, like E, then you really know everybody. I go through the drive-thru at my bank. Well, out Julian to Creek, mm-hmm. and when I go through, I run it, the, the cat there, the teller, mm-hmm. always tells, you know, says, oh, yeah, you work with E, right? I went to high school with him. Is yeah. Cole, maybe? Does he know what Cole? I don't know. I can't Shout out Cole. I'm Shout asking out. him. No, don't. I've asked Uh-oh. the guy's name oh, now no. twice. Oh, no. Because <laughs> I forgot the first. I said, oh, man, dear. I forgot your name. What's your name again? And then I meant to tell you the next day, and it was this was a now month you forgot ago. again. <laughs> I forgot again. So, for now and ever on, Shout I'll just call Cole. Cole. <laughs> You're Cole. Go, go Blue Cole, Devils. in fact, was at... And Rock- Cole's listening right now. And if hey, you are, then just call E.T. and tell him your damn yeah, man. My line, man. Eliminate hey. me as the middleman. Cole might have went to Robinson Elementary when you performed Patterson, My Heart Will man. Go On. Patterson, Patterson Elementary. Patterson Elementary. Yeah. Exactly. So anyway, uh, so Providence is playing Episcopal in middle school basketball. There's four-tenths of a second left. You looked at this yesterday, right, Jeff? The video? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so there's four-tenths of a second. And uh, and uh, Episcopal has the ball, and they're up a point. So they're going to win, right? They just got to inbound it. The ball's at midcourt. And by the way, I, again, I don't want to call out those that are leading these teams. They do a the volunteer. Forward. You got to throw the ball into the other <laughs> basket, coach. What are we might, doing here? Might have been a coach. Might have been a player there's, error. There's a, well, there's an know. error for sure. So I've been saying for a while, we really need to look more <laughs> with more scrutiny at the Episcopal Middle School basketball program. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just the latest this is, example. This is, this is supposed to be a oh, good story. Oh, okay. So the kid throws it inbounds at at half court. Yeah. The middle school kid steals it. There's point four seconds point left. Point four. Yeah. He yeah. steals the ball and in one motion yeah. shoots it. Yeah. And it goes in. Yeah. And, and they win. Half court buzzer beater. Again, four tenths yeah. of a second. So catch and shot. To to have the the wherewithal in your mind to know that if I do steal it, I must shoot it immediately also is a I think a great play part of the play. Anyway, kid makes it and I, I I'm so I'm like, I got it on TV last night and I see who who made the shot. And it's this kid, uh, Hudson Banner, who when Brooks was playing uh, flag football, he played flag football with his older brother. Okay. And the the kid, his older brother, uh, he broke his collarbone a couple times and just a uh, real nice kid. And so, anyway, that kid used to Joel, be able- not Cole. We got an answer on Joel! the text line. It's Joel. Do you know Joel? The, e, e, gosh, man, you're you're better than this. You're more prefer- Yeah, I remember Joel. Of Shout course. out Joel. Of course. Yeah. I'll describe him. I can't describe him yeah. anymore. You're not allowed to describe people with the type of natural descriptors, lest you. So anyway, <laughs> so this kid was a baby. He used to be on the sidelines of all these sporting events that we used to go to. So shout out to Hudson Banner, made the the, the steal and the shot. And uh, I thought that may that, not be him either. By the way, never mind. I thought that was cool. It was very cool. Oh no, you you weren't listening to. Me I did I too. You were on the text line. No, the and you uh, got Joel and Cole thing. No, you're a liar. <laughs> you the kid hit the shot. What's his name? You, I don't know the last name. <laughs> Tanner, uh, 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 I do. That doesn't matter. 
That the name doesn't matter. That's for the people that know who he is. That went one here. The story is his older brother played flag football with Brooks. Boom. And that you know you know somebody that knows somebody. Take it back. Take it back. Aaron Rodgers yesterday was on the refreshing or self-serving. Was on the McAfee show. What Aaron Rodgers said and, and did was it? Was I liked it. It, it was refreshing. Wasn't I give it? him credit. Yeah, me too. Um, he took up for Zach Wilson because that they put out a story that Zach Wilson said, "I'm not going to play," and then everybody started ripping Zach Wilson inside the team with, too, without you know. And, was, and the story wasn't tr- story wasn't true. The first one wasn't that he did. He, he wants to play. He'll be glad to play. He loved the to story play. from the athletics said that he wouldn't play because of risk of injury because he knows his future's not in New York. That's the gist of the initial report. Well, then outside of that came this next sources report that those inside the Jaguar are inside the Jets locker room, mm-hmm. you know, uh, don't like him or, you know, think he's a sel- selfish. Um, and and so uh, Aaron Rodgers on with McAfee, who pays him a million dollars to be his friend. Mm hmm. Uh, fired back yesterday. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, to assassinate someone's character like that, does, what does that do for Zach? I think it's chicken blank at its core. I think it has no place in a winning organization. He called out the Jets for allowing it to happen yes. more than the reporter. Yes. And, and, and I also like that. Us reporters are, when we are practicing reporting, you can you just have to trust the reporter that he really does have a source. You can't ask that that reporter. If I say, hey, oh yeah, Billy told me that Fred at the Jaguars right. says they're signing, then you'll never get the info right. again. No, you can't. You, so he's right to but not. But you have to do your job. And but the cliche, it was Rossini who did the story, and well, she stands by the story. But The cliche, though, is to but from the athlete's perspective is to blame the reporter for not really having the correct. source. Correct. So for Rogers to say, no, there are sources there. We shouldn't have the sources the leaks inside. Mm-hmm. And then there's the... You know, conspiracy theory of who the source may be because he's no longer on the team. Yeah, they cut Tim Boyle, so they started <laughs> two starts if, to cut. Yeah, it goes from two starts to cut, and obviously he was terrible. I do feel like this about the coach. This is the one mistake, and I'm not firing this coach. I just like I'm not firing Stefanski. I think that's ludicrous when you don't have your quarterback. Well, especially Stefanski's still in the hunt. But I do, I do think uh, Salah has played the wrong guy every, at every turn, like. When Aaron Rodgers got hurt, they should have immediately went and got somebody. Carson Wentz. Joe Flacco. Somebody. Well, they had Flacco last year. So. I don't care. All somebody right. better than Zach. This All was right. supposed to be a sitting year. So then they throw Zach Wilson out there, and guess what? Maybe gone and got Jake Browning. He's probably available. Oh, my gosh. Uh, he's terrible. And so he and so and then they trade Tim Boyle. Well, play Simeon. He's got experience. It just it just seems I think like they every may have tried that last year too. They, At, there's no good option. But to your point, correct. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Um, but, but you mentioned Jake Browning. Yeah, could Jake Browning be Rob Johnson? Oh, one oh, great game oh, and yeah. get something for him. Yeah, although he's got to play the rest of the way, so it's yeah. Different. You're gonna find out more. He might be exposed. He wasn't terrible against the Steelers, but they weren't productive. Didn't but you understand that, like, you know about Jake Browning's story, right? The kid yeah. threw 91 no, no, no. touchdowns a- as a high school senior. Hey. Dude. I remember, I'm, I'm old enough to remember when Jake Browning was at Washington, he was a yeah. quarterback. We talked about, could he be the next quarterback here? Yeah, he was the winningest quarterback, I think, in Washington history. Yeah, very, no. And he, then for whatever reason, he wasn't drafted. I don't know why, what, what. Yeah, I don't maybe know he's Maybe he's a Brock Purdy type. Yeah, hey, they didn't Daniel, trust him. Yes, sir. I got two words for you. Okay. Jamar Chase. <laughs> well, that helped. But he, by the he's end of the day. He's pretty good, Pross. <laughs> yeah, he was a good day the end of the day. <laughs> But, but he had the, another spurt, didn't he? <laughs> he spurted. Spurted <laughs> against us. 
Here's the last time I'm going to address this. <laughs> no, I'm being serious. I, I'm being serious. Why the can't we time. have fun? Well, because I've already admitted that that was wrong. Oh, you have? Yeah, I did oh, it on the air. Okay. That's all I'm saying. I so didn't what, know that. Yeah, if somebody backs backs off of a statement already admits, it's it's patently. E, you've ruffled feathers of me and Jeff right. today. I don't well know done. Why, because because here's here's the problem. Call me well, negative. We, we call go, Jeff Jamar Chase. If thing. we revisit something Knucklehead in there said that didn't make any sense six months ago, oh, yeah. he might go pout room on us for oh, about thirty no. minutes, and Man. the show would suffer. Oh, don't let the show suffer. E, <laughs> don't let the show suffer, my brother. <laughs> So that's it. Yeah, I've, I've backed off to Jamar yeah. Chase. Clearly, he's very good. What a game. He had like, I, th- I, I thought he's, he had like four catches for seven yards. I need first. someone else to back off of a similar statement, and that will be Calvin Ridley off the statement about himself. He's killing us, Hick. He's killing us. Yeah. Well, this guy's going to be a number one receiver. We didn't make a trade at the deadline because we're chalked up in murky parameters that would have to be applied depending on what we do with them. Yeah. I mean, I got a number one receiver with Jake Browning giving me a thousand yards and 20 catches. And my guy's four for 26. When, when, when the back, when Robin went out, well, you got to get open, man. Now he had the one that they called back. Yeah. You got to do, it's got to, I, I, look, I'm not, this isn't personal. Right. This let's, let's take the name off. My number one receiver in today's NFL can't be four for 26 ever, Yeah. ever. Well, not one listen. game. If you want to get personal, then there's a – here's the thing. Trevor is always going to be good enough to have us in the hunt. Every time. Okay? But I also think it's fair to say at this point, he – and again, understand, I love the kid. He's a great player. I'm not criticizing. He had his one of the best games – he had the best game of his year on, on Sunday. Was, was headed there. <clears throat> 125 rating. I mean, he went out in the fourth quarter. It was late. So, um but he, uh, okay, there's one Patrick Mahomes, and Lawrence right now so far is not Patrick Mahomes, okay? That's all I'm saying. So that means he needs pieces around him. That means the roster has to be built better. And the roster now, there's, we're starting to see some cracks in the roster that make me wonder. And going forward next year, you got to pay Trevor a whole lot of money. Well, you don't have to, but you're going to get to that point. And you got to pay Josh Allen a whole lot of money. You have to. And those are just guys that you have on your team. So, again, it is imperative that you strike and hit on draft picks. So, when you take Jeff, can you tell me where uh, Can you tell me where Tank Bigsby was chosen in the draft, please? Third round. Okay. And what number was that, roughly? I want to say like 88 overall. Is that what he was? I believe so. Okay. Can you now tell me, and that was a third-round pick, right? Mm-hmm. 88. He very good. Way to contribute something good to the show. Oh, You're back. Yeah. You're back. <laughs> You're back. Dead on. Because if you'd have said 84 in a month, I would have said, remember what time he said 84? Dang. <laughs> <laughs> now, can you also, I think it's the exact same draft here, if I'm not mistaken, which I could be mistaken. Tell me where the kid, yeah, from Cincinnati, who was a heck of a better college running back than Tank Bigsby, was drafted. The kid who went like eight for 60 and looked Chase like Brown, he was shot out of a cannon. Day. Yeah. Can you tell me where he was drafted? Well, after, In the same obviously. draft. Yeah, 163rd. Yeah, no, yeah. Well, the, by the way, we went Snoop Connor like round four or five I mean, the year before. Gone, man. You gotta get we these gotta right. do better. You Listen, can't miss I'm, these. I'm gonna say this as a four. If if I were judging GMs, mm-hmm. this this appears to me, Dan. Mm-hmm. The, Easiest 
position to find in the draft. Mm-hmm. The easiest of them all yeah. is running back. It's the easiest. Pacheco, seventh rounder. Kyron Williams. There, uh, Kareem. Just go down the list. Yeah. It's the easiest to position to find a thousand yard rusher. You can find one every draft. There's 20 of them right now coming into the draft. Yeah. Some of them may be playing at Slippery Rock. Some may be playing at Oklahoma. But there are 20 of those jokers out there that you can find. The bigger, and we can't find one. Right. And the point is, the biggest point of this is <laughs> where I was headed was, we have got to be better with Brenton Strange, Tank Bigsby, and Ventrell Miller. That ain't good enough. And Yasir Abdullah and Tyler Lacey. I mean, our yeah. fourth-round picks are Ventrell Miller and Tyler Lacey. Well, Miller's hurt, but to your point, Understood, but he's always hurt. I hear you. We ha- it listen, was a gamble. Listen, that would be okay if that were this year, Dan. It's not. That's every year. Right. I said this before. This was my argument for at least trading for those thousand late round picks. Right. The reason is, and I document. I can't remember, but in 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 like twenty years and 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 over a hundred picks, there's been like four or five guys that make real winning impact that we've gotten past round four. Right. I mean, we just have never. We've never been the king of the late round gems. We're terrible at I mean, it. I mean, he's out for the year, but we took Bretton Strange. One, two, three, four, Musgrave five, or one of those cats. six, seven, seven picks after Tank Dell went. Before, you mean? After. Oh, after. We yeah, could have had Tank had Dell. No, well, not if Dell went before him. After. He went after. Dell went after. Yes. Okay. Brendan Strange went 61. Well, give me just some. Let's, what, was Laporta a first rounder? Yes, he was higher. And Musgrave, though, for the. For, was, All the tight ends started going off the board, and we took Strange. Yeah, we didn't we, need one that bad. No. Farrell does enough this shit. Farrell's, like, out there. Correct. We didn't need a tight end, and we used a round two I'm pick. Just, but 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 even if we didn't, <sighs> he still has to be right. <clears throat> These guys, you. second, third, fourth. We're not getting anything out of this draft class except Anton, who's played well, and we suspect may move to left tackle but, this week. Well, and I'm ready. To, we got a lot of season left, and it's important winning time. It, it, if if that's the starting point for Parker Washington, his impact on the yeah, that's good. He was six for sixty-one in a score the other yeah. day. That's that's Christian Kirk. I mean, besides numbers. the fact he dropped a punt and got our quarterback hurt. I, I, other than I, that, I, he was I, good. Look, I get you. No, I'm it's the first time I'm he's kidding. really played. I right? understand. I know he had a little juice. It was and, good. And, and he and can the, help. And there are guys that are getting ready to step in that are young guys that Doug Peterson kind of said yesterday. You know, they're like Greg, Gregory Jr. made some plays, but he's out of position. They eventually, he, he just confused. had to go off the field. He's confused. Yeah, yeah he was definitely confused. so. That's like having ability, but not quite there yet. And yeah. and so uh, the biggest thing that I want to see this week, Dan. You know, aside from any any even faint hope of Trevor, one thing's clear about I love this about yesterday's narrative. You can always get a clue from how the coach is describing it, his tone of voice and what he's using. It's clear we dodged a bullet with Trevor. 100%. He makes it sound like not only is it a high, it's, it's, a, it's like a high ankle sprain, they're saying, but you feel like it's not that, oh, my God, high ankle sprain. Right. It's, it's you know, leaning toward high ankle sprain. But, again, dude. Trevor's rookie year against Buffalo, the season is basically over. Remember he, like, turned his lower leg in, mm-hmm. at the end of the first half? C.J. Beathard actually came in, threw a couple of passes. about Detroit? No, I'm talking about Buffalo, rookie year at home. Trevor got hurt near the oh, end yeah. of the first half. You're right. And we wondered, why is he going back in? Yeah. They took him into the locker room. That's fair. He came out and played second half. Mm-hmm. Detroit, it looked like he tore his ACL. Came back and played. We're terrible, by the way, before we got hot. Came back, played. This year, you know, Sprains a knee, tears a leg, whatever he did. 
the doctor, Kevin Murphy himself, said, no, he shouldn't play tonight. He played four days later. So yeah, he's something. it's fair to, 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 to wonder that either his toughness, his competitiveness, whatever it is, he's one of those guys who's always going to try really, really hard to play through pain if it doesn't mean further limitations, I guess. So I, I don't know what to think. I don't think he'll play this week, though. So this is a week where you got to go on the road, man. And here, here's what here's what makes me pessimistic. They got eighty percent chance of precipitation. Yeah, the the, the weather's going to be between like mid thirties and low forties. Could be snow. Could be rain. Oh boy, we have a terrible offensive line in, yeah. in a game that just sounds like it's going to be a fight in an alley. Miles Garrett over Blake Hance makes me nervous. All right, we got we got to take a break. We got the uh, Lagalaw High School Report. Got the Murphy Power about to buy to be partners all coming up still. Right here on The Drill. So we go to the ship, right? Yeah, we could. Man, we going to the ship. We going to the ship, huh? We going to the ship. Uh, we going to the ship. Uh, you know, we talk a lot that's about great. that's a good setup, man. The ship matters. Yeah. And the ship's sailing for some local teams. Yeah, we talk about a lot of the yeah. teams. There's three teams, you know. And we and obviously we cover the ones right here in Jacksonville a lot more. I wish these jokers were in our backyard. What they've done you, the last couple of years. Yeah, Bradford is and 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 Jamie Rogers, terrific coach, terrific at Baker County. Ter- I mean, he just knows how to coach, and he's got a special group of kids who do not let you score, and, literally. And so, tell us who our guests are. Right, we're going to bring them up on, Yeah, the uh, on the All Pro Roofing Hotline, we've got Jason Clark, a linebacker. We've got uh, Tory Brazel, a defensive end slash tight end. We've got head coach. Uh, Jamie Rogers. Hey, if we got Brazzle, what does he bring? Brazzle Dazzle. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, before we get into, like, guys, can you hear me? Are you there this morning? Yes, sir. All right, cool. It's so refreshing to me. I, I, I see the overhead drone shot of the of the stadium. It's, they get ready to play yeah. in a place like Bradford. I oh, just yeah. this this whole. I grew up in the middle of the country, man. Mm-hmm. I grew up in Jacksonville where there's so many different high schools where you represent a neighborhood and you do it with pride. Yeah. But, man, these schools like Bradford that are doing it for a community. I mean, oh, you know. Small it, town USA. I love it. It's, I yeah. love it. Nothing and, like it. Man, have they, uh, have they responded. Um, what was Friday nights like this, this, this fall, guys? It was definitely crazy. You know, um, it definitely stepped up from last year. You start out um, definitely like my – when I started my career, it was already a great atmosphere, and then like the ability that like, community brought to just keep building it up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my last game here was Friday night, and I say it was the best one I've ever lived. Oh, that's um, so good. Definitely such an experience. I love moments for kids. Uh, when a kid can have a moment, those are the greatest things in the world. But I want to ask you guys: How do you, you guys play some ferocious kind of defense? That's crazy. I mean, you don't allow anything. I was just curious, though. We get to the last game, and and and. 22-21, we'll get to how that happened in a second, but were you? Sh- is there a shock factor when somebody scores a touchdown against you guys? <laughs> I, I would say it's a shock factor. It's more like a disappointment. You know, yeah. we, don't, we don't try to let up points, and we don't like to let up points. We don't even like to let up first down. Yeah. So, you know, somebody scoring just, just, just makes us more furious and just don't let them score no more. Mm-hmm. Tell folks how many shutouts they had in the, over the course of well, the Do you have their schedule in front I of do them? have it here. I mean, this is what they it's, did. They shut out like zero, literally 80% of their opponents. Zero, six, seven, seven, six, zero, thirteen, zero, zero, three, zero, yeah. seven, zero, and then 21. Yeah. And, and by the hey, way, last – Hey, guys. Yes, sir. To be fair, to be fair the, the sixes and the sevens and the threes were – these guys weren't on the field. Yeah. Right, right. Well, and, and, and <laughs> again, I don't want to be too dramatic or embellished, but didn't you have like seven or eight last year? Like, oh, yeah. Total oh, yeah. Shut- 
Total shutout. We had nine. We had nine last year. That's and crazy. Six seven this year. Have you Listen, seen that coach anywhere else? And all you've all your 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 travels and your trials. I mean, that's just an insane yeah. shutout percentage. I mean, you go two years, we're not, we're hitting fifty fifty on the shutouts. Yeah, it's been it's been something like I've never seen before. Yeah. The, the the importance that they they put on on film study and want to be involved in the scheme and and the pride that they take in it. They, he, he's not lying. Torn is torn Brazil, by the way. Okay, but torn. <laughs> Sorry, Torn start. Uh, he's not lying. They started talking about no first down. Not they don't even talk about points anymore. So it, it was really cool to be a part of. Hey Jamie, <laughs> I know this from a personal standpoint. Listen, we played you guys. My uh, who's we? Providence. Providence okay. in the kickoff or spring or kickoff classic thing last year for a half. You guys yep. came over to Providence. <laughs> How'd that go? Well, my poor son. Black and blue. Oh, I bruised kidney. I mean, those boys. They came out. I mean, it was only. I mean, a trip to like, Providence is we, like going to the to the frozen yogurt bar. I mean, who buddy? in the I world mean, scheduled were, those guys? I mean, that was crazy. That's poor right scheduling. Then, I mean, yeah, they went come to on, the, man. Right. To, to, be, to be fair, it was only eight nothing. Providence played really good. Yeah, yeah thank those you, boys Brian. went to Dairy Queen I mean, that night. Are you kidding me? I mean, I thought you know, friendship. You let them like hit one deep one. You know, just say, tell you, tell one of your corners. Hey, just slip on this one. Let yeah. Hickens' kid get didn't, one. Didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> hey, congratulations on everything. Uh, back to the uh, – and one other thing with Jamie, too, because I want to give him some credit. Uh, they call him Jamie uh, Big Huevos Rogers okay. after Friday night All because right, – stones. Uh, <laughs> tell us what went into the thinking. Uh, uh, we went overtime, right, in this game? Yeah. And you yeah, just, it was – uh, we- we yeah. were down fourteen nothing uh, with ten minutes left in yeah. the game. Yeah, and uh, you know we fought back. Our, our kids never, never wavered at all. And uh, when we got it fourteen fourteen and went into overtime, that what they did on what Pensacola Catholic does on offense kind of kind of wears you down. They're huge up front. They uh-huh. kind of get wildcat, and um, and uh, we just made the decision. Actually, um, after they scored, they scored pretty easily and made the extra point. And then right. when we we scored in a couple plays, you said we're going we're, for two. Well, we took the timeout, yeah. and uh, I had kind of made my decision. I, I knew what they were doing on offense, and we were at that point we were gassed with all these guys playing both ways. So, sure, um, Jason actually runs in the huddle, busts everybody out of the way, and said, "Coach, we're not good. we're not kicking it, are we?" And I was like, "Well, I, we haven't made the decision." He said, "No, nah, we're not kicking it. You're gonna run it behind me and Torn, and uh, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna go lead block and let's get in there. Let's end it right now. This is what we're here for. This is our home. It's our home stadium. Let's go for it." So oh, that was easy. Man. Oof. Friday night lights, boys. You and Peterson, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to the kids. So you get you're back second year in a row, right? State championship game, same opponent. Is that correct, guys? Yes, sir. Tell me about uh, last year was in the semifinals. Same okay, point. okay. But, but you probably grinded on that team and then oh, beating yeah. you last year, and now uh, lo and behold, uh, a, a cha- how did that game go? And give us after looking at film, coach says y'all are. You know, really good at that as well. What what uh, can you expect? How tough a challenge is it going to be? Do you expect to give up three points or six this week? <laughs> um, uh, definitely going into it. Um, they're definitely a really good team. They're well coached. You can see that in film. Uh, you can see they know what they're doing. They know what works. Um, you know, I mean, it shows in their record. It shows who they played. Um, but going in there, going in there and sitting there and watching film, you realize definitely when you watched the game last year that if we can eliminate our, our mistakes, that would be our closest way to success. And I think uh, that right there is just one of the big things that stood out on film. Man, how, how just last thing with you guys, just tell us how much fun and talk a little bit about your coaching staff and, 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 and the community and how much fun this last two years have been. 
The last two years be fun. Uh, some of the coaches we had, we done grew up since we was probably six, five years old. And <laughs> yeah. Coach came, he came, he came over here. He connected well with him. Once we know we had that chemistry, we knew we was bound for greatness. Yeah, yeah, you are, and you have finish played. it off, guys. Yeah, finish it off forever. You'll be you'll be heroes around Bradford County when you're 50 years old. You'll be hanging out, <laughs> you know, downtown, and they'll still be talking about that state title of uh, 2023. So we we certainly wish all three of you, your entire uh, team, your entire town, good luck. Yeah, absolutely in the state title. Coach, appreciate you, man. Thank you. Thank you. Go tornadoes. All there right. you go. There I you like know. it. Yeah, go tornadoes, Bradford. Uh, I'm telling you, it's it's one of the great stories. Uh, coach Rogers came back uh, from Georgia and, and took that job, and he's a, he's a heck of a football coach, man. He did great at Baker County. He's done great there. And these kids can play. Now, you hear, like, we're in Jacksonville. We hear things about these kids and how, how good they are. I noticed it last year. I thought it was almost a typo. But, you know, my, my I guess my intensity in, co- in covering high school football now, basically just look at it two days later in the paper, yeah. who did what and where and where. I mean, I noticed this Bradford. I'm like, what is that? And I started thinking, was that another one to the point that I actually yeah. went on? I said, these jokers have shut out like mm-hmm. six teams in a row. Well, that's a Locket Law High School Report. No, before you blow, thank you to Lee Lockett for bringing us a, uh, letting us honor high school kids throughout. And we do all sports, man. We do football a lot in the fall, but we'll get into uh, high school basketball. We get the ladies in here. We get volleyball champs in here. We, we get track and field stars, baseball kids, all kinds of high school stars who have great moments. Uh, we appreciate that and appreciate uh, 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 Bradford and wish them nothing but the best. We got the Murphy Power Hour brought to you by ITP Partners. That's coming up here momentarily. This is The Drill on Ted Ted XL 92.5 FM. Heading towards the 9 o'clock hour, short segment. we got the Murphy Power Hour coming up here in just a few minutes. Appreciate uh, Lee Lockett, Lockett Law High School Report. I said this in downtime with Dan earlier. There's a kid, Tyler Show, Show, whatever. He's played quarterback. Yeah. Oregon and Texas Tech, and he's in the portal. He's going into his seventh year. I mean, what are we doing, Pross? At some point, you can't have 25 and 26-year-olds. Is it, there was is a kid it literally his seventh year? Yes. Because I know you get the sixth now because of COVID. Here's the way it works. You can get five because of the red shirt. Now you get yeah. anybody who was around during the – eventually we're going to age out of the COVID exception. Mm-hmm. But that COVID year, they give everybody a whole another year. You I, you nailed it. I heard you're downtown. Uh, yeah. Downtime. I know you accused me of not paying any attention to you. That's mm-hmm. just because mm-hmm. I don't watch your TV product. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. Did you but, watch last night? Uh, no. Okay. Um, I didn't realize you were wrong. Good job. Um, our show. Wow. Um. Did you but watch in the your pregame downtown- on, on Monday night? Seven. Yeah, that's a hard no. Okay. Um, it's two hours of Hick TV. Yeah, I get, I get. You didn't watch a minute. I get 15 hours of Hick Radio. I'm mm-hmm. fully aware of your thoughts and opinions on everything before you even say them sometimes. Um, you've so distracted me now, I don't even know what I was going to say. Well, here's What were we talking this about? This is from Ian I mean, just Oh, I know what it is. Uh-huh. What's wrong with it is, it is another part of, I did listen to downtime is what I was going to say. Oh, you should be oh, proud. Yeah. The, the problem is that, and you nailed it, is that this guy gets to stay around and do another year of college only because he can go make $800,000 somewhere. That's mm. not what the NIL is supposed to be. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and again, there is... There and is, I don't blame the kid. All right, listen. I want to say Great business this. decision. Yes. I want to I say this. You know, this gravy train's going to run out. At some point, legislation is going to be introduced. If you're, you're going to get a W-2, you're going to have to sign a contract. Yeah. You can't go to this school and leave in a year. Right. There, it, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm not saying it's like pro football. I'm not calling it semi-pro football. Mm-hmm. College football is professional football. If you play college golf and you help somebody in a charity tournament and you make a hole-in-one, 
and get the, you know, the the car for a year, they would suspend you for the. You, you would lose your amateur status. Mm-hmm. It's just so. It's crazy. All right, this from uh, Rappaport. Trevor Lawrence is resilient, but on a short week, suffering a sprain to the ligament that connects the tibia and fibula. It's an uphill battle. Lawrence will have to greatly improve his overall feeling and functionality before Sunday to have a chance to play. Well, that's believable. Yeah. But they're also, you got to factor in some dudes are just built different. They're wired different when that pain comes in. I, I believe this, Dan. I think it's literally more than just like will. Mm-hmm. I think some people's pain tolerances and what, what pain does when their neurons are firing is different for different people. Well, we'll find out. And like, like I said, I know one thing about Trevor Lawrence. Playing every Sunday is really important to him. That's like one thing that he, I don't know, and, you know, Peyton was his guy and Peyton did it. These guys, some of these guys just go and play 150 games in a row. I don't know how they do it at the quarterback spot. He, again, he took a shot on a quarterback sneak on Sunday. It was in the middle of the field. And I was like, good God, man. Murph took the loss hard. He's just been roaming around the city in his game night outfit since Monday night. He hasn't been home yet. He's got got that dog in him. You all right, Murph? Uh, This is a tough one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I say that because he's got the hoodie, the jersey on over the hoodie. Good Jag fan. He's got the hat. He he just left the game. That's what I'm saying. He's just been wandering around a miss, wondering what happened. Murph, you got you got it. I like the Lawrence jersey. Do your do your kids must get jerseys, right? Yeah, we yeah. Are, we're there for the blackout. Are they yeah. Trevor, Are they Trevor guys? Yeah, it's Trev. Okay, it's sure. Trev. Okay, why wouldn't it be? I I I have a my son Brooks through his the years. Mm-hmm. I pulled him out one day. It was a who's who, you know. Of in the, the year he pulled the Foles Minshew double duty, that bothered me. <laughs> <laughs> They're not cheap. <laughs> <laughs> Fournette and Gawkway. Yeah, they're all Campbell, gone. They're all gone. I went the same thing with my son. I mean, go down the line, the, man. It's unbelievable. The boys were getting ready to go to the game on Monday. <laughs> and as I saw, you know, one of my sons, he had a jersey on. He's got, he has a Trevor. And I said, well, do you have anything else? And then he starts naming these guys that are no longer on the team. Oh, yeah. In fact, it was so bad that my son-in-law, he does have one jer- jersey. He's the proud owner of a jersey that w- one of my sons gave my son-in-law. That'd be Jalen Ramsey. <laughs> you can wear this one. one. Yeah. I'm going to tell you how yours. to fix that. Just yeah. get a custom Jaguars jersey with your name on sure. it. Sure. That's what I do. Yeah. So you took the young ones to the to the Monday night. The oldest is yeah, oh, okay. the two of us. He's okay. the only one that, yeah. that could make it that way. Yeah, long. I would think. Yeah. They it was Well, okay. I, I think by process of elimination, yeah. we heard this edict from Shohei, right? Mm-hmm. That if you if any leaks, if anyone breathes well, let's, let's, of him. Let's do this. Let's, we are. Yeah. I'm just teasing it. Yeah, if yeah. you allow me. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um the Dodgers are out, the Braves are out. They're both commenting publicly at the at the winter meetings about Shohei. So we'll come back with Murphy Power Hour. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about Shohei. The, the rest of a free agency, how we're so ready for this thing to take off. We'll do all that and more with the Power Hour. I got it. I'm, I'm good. I got my guy Murph. I'm, we're rocking and rolling here in the break. Trying to, I try to get as much info out of him as I can because I'm on limited time with him. Yeah, you do. You know, it's like <laughs> grill him. He do, man. I don't know if I, if I do bother you at times. No, 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 no. It's good up. ball talk. Yeah, I love talking this ball. ball talk. This is one of Dan's probably favorite segments right Oh, here. without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, I could do, and I don't want to bore the listener with our talks because uh-huh. some of it they love, but most of it's more Met-centric. Yeah, but it ends up being out more into the yes. broader baseball yes. industry. Well, how Look, are you? I'm first. doing great. Have you gotten over Monday night? That was a hard one. Yeah, it was. I think. I love how yeah. you phrase things. I can, if I, I, if I may. Well. I mean, you're just uh, so good here, at that. I, uh, if this well, is personal or not, but you text me things st- that I just love. The stadium was was awesome. <laughs> yeah. I had in Boom. there with my oldest son. Yeah. It was great. 
And then we come out and we sting them in the middle of the field and get seven. And then we bop them again in midfield. And I think, oh, it's going to be a celebration. We're uh-huh, going to get uh-huh. to take some victory laps yes. this evening. And then, darn it, if the AFC North didn't turn it in yeah, to a freaking so, knife fight. So, E, we were talking about the game. Uh-huh. And and this is this is just two little Murphyisms. He has the greatest like line. You you would honestly, as like a general manager, you would be great if you dropped this stuff on people. You you know who you are. You're a little bit like Boris. Oh, you know how Boris dear. like like they'll ask, oh Michael Conforto, he's the king of queens. <laughs> <laughs> so Murph drops this after the loss. Gonna have to go win a knife fight in the mud on the road now. That's Cleveland, right? We got yeah. a knife. And you did perfectly s- described. Right. It's a back alley brawl. Yeah. As you said, yeah, back alley. And they're, and so, a- they're alley cats. So I say, yeah, it's a tough one. You know, maybe 12-11 type game. Feels even tougher now that the team and city f- uh, fill behind schedule after last night. But this is the gig. Each campaign has its own windy road. I just <laughs> well, it's. I was thinking about on the, the way in. Isms, man. They're so, so got, good. It's, it's five left, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So we got five left. It's August now. It's yeah. like the dog days of August. Oh, yeah, be for you, to, yeah. You, well, yeah, yeah, you'd be coming to the end of it. And, you know, you. it was. It was, oh, it looks so good. It's but just you, the, for, the first time we just haven't looked that great on defense, and they played so well all 156 year. 156 rushing yards. You know what I don't want 2023 to be remembered as, though? And this is what it has been up to this point. Big expectation in August, right? Higher excitement. Mm-hmm. Everybody gung-ho. Uh, Chief showdown, lose. Not the end of the world, but doggone it, lost opportunity. Yeah. Houston comes in, punks us, shocks us. Wait a second. Maybe we're not near as good as we did. Then we rattle off five in a row. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, we're good. We are good. We get the one seed. Here comes San Francisco. Let's go. Get our butts handed to us again. Another opportunity. Gone. Oh, no. Pross comes on and says, don't worry. A couple weeks, we'll win a couple. Everybody will be back on the bandwagon. And they did. Sure enough, mm-hmm. back on the bandwagon. Bang. Uh, Tennessee, big win at Houston. Man, here we go. Showdown. Let's go beat the Natty on Monday Night Football. Wasn't even supposed to be a showdown. That was yeah. supposed to be a no. fun yeah. night of celebration. Yeah. It was heading Legs in that direction. Legs get cut out again. I just, every opportunity, every big opportunity so far, I guess minus at Houston, our legs have gotten cut out from under us. No, and I think we'll say, like, at Houston was it was yeah. a big win. Yeah. I looked at it as the two the two losses, You the one, the first one to Houston, and this one. You feel like you're put behind schedule because you kind of had put those tallies up on the board mm-hmm. at games you expected to win, and and then now you look up and it's like it's Cleveland and then it's and then it's Baltimore. I would try to turn it more into. I mean, it's a one game season mm-hmm. because you're gonna you have to come out with some real intent, mm-hmm. like some real intent because well, you know what Baltimore looks like. Yeah, as they come in here and Oof. the place the bank will be buzzing again. Oh yeah, but I'd turn it into almost. I mean, it is only five games left, but then you got the two against the the NFC South, mm-hmm. and so you get to take advantage of gotcha. Carolina and Tampa. Got to get to ten. Ten is the magic number mm-hmm. for me. I think, I think. But I'll say this: what we did at the end of last year, I think Doug Peterson knows that we were ahead of schedule last year. If we had gone seven and ten, everybody would have been excited for this year. Mm-hmm. And we didn't. We exceeded it. But nine and eight. And then we won the South. And then we won a playoff game. We're like, holy cow. So now that ramps up expectation this year. Listen, these guys are, it's a young football team. They never experienced Monday Night Football. They didn't know how to prepare. If a guy, you know, they, they, so I think it's so new to them mm-hmm. that they're learning as they go. And I think we're ahead of schedule, but maybe not there yet. I think it's pretty obvious we're not quite there yet with some of our personnel and such yeah I, it feels that way I just 
how you feel like you win that ball game. Mm-hmm. But also at the same time, I, it, your your poll question today is: I think we win the South. Right. I think we win the South. It's, Good. Uh, you know, it's it's a game lead with the tiebreak right now over mm-hmm. Houston, mm-hmm. and Indy seems to be coming as well too. But I think they still win the South. You would you would have you would have signed up for this at the start of the season. You wouldn't sign up for Trevor. Um, unfortunately, getting getting carried off. Oof. Man, that one. Okay, so in real time, yeah, it looked like the ball, like he wanted the ball to get the ball out, mm-hmm. and he and he didn't. Like, I don't know if somebody was. Oh no, the the rookie Parker Washington is supposed to turn around. He misread. He okay. didn't. He's young. It's, he didn't just, know. Right. Trevor rips the ball, but stops because yes. he doesn't turn around, and then he ends up getting hurt. Yeah. So that that's just what in real yeah. time, it looked to me like <clears throat> you were Trev, right. that Trev went to throw his punch. He, did. he had to. He had to shut the operation down. Yes, but you got to throw. He threw a punch. Yes, and, so, and he just wasn't in the best position. Correct. to protect himself because the rock was supposed to be gone. Yeah, that yeah, one hundred percent true. And that's well, because you just, you could see the frustration on his face. Oh, he and, he he yelled know. at the kid while he's down there yeah. in agony. And it, it, as well, Parker should get scolded. Yes. great play early in the game as well great too. Play. And Parker, we're gonna we're, we're we gonna need, need we're gonna need your services yes. this weekend. Yes. In this knife but this, we we're gonna keep you off punt team for a while, kid. I just he's having a hard time uh, handling had, some of those. Ag- in that wind and rain, something like that, it'd be a death blow this week. We had Agnew on the show last night. And I, as you know, because Parker dropped one either in the preseason or early on too. He makes me nervous. It's not an easy thing to do. And Kirk was the backup yeah, guy. Well, now we don't have. So it's going to have to probably be Parker unless they want to find somebody else. But it's hard to stick somebody out there this late in the season, like you said, rain, wind. I mean, my uh, God, stuff. Just stuff. don't, Peter. I, I'm going to say Peter! this. I don't feel this. Co- <laughs> I like. I felt more confident coming off of the 49ers game that yeah, we're going to get back on the worst Super Bowl worthy bandwagon. It didn't take long. I can't promise that this time around. I don't. I can't say that we're going to. All right, well, they'll talk to me in three weeks, and we'll th- now if they. St- I'd be willing to hedge that bet if I knew Trevor were going to play because I do think if they win this week and beat Baltimore, we will be sucked right back into. Oh, yeah. And we should because that will be the one thing that, are- that the Cynics now are saying we haven't done, which is beat a really, really good team. And the Cynics may be right. We've beaten good teams. Right. But we haven't beaten one. We've only played two great ones, and we lost to them both. Yeah. Kansas City and San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah. Kansas City, not to say that we would beat them, but doesn't they don't feel that's nearly fair. as dominant. Right. The, the entire um, conference. Yes, that yes, and yes. that's why also, I think you say get in. And yeah, we also play. In. And there's also this: the best team in the league in the conference right now, Baltimore, is a team that when we are three and thirteen, play well. Yes, that's just there's something mm-hmm. to those and, those, and, those matchups. And like I said, get healthy, get mm-hmm. in. Ain't nobody going to want to see Jacksonville on their oh, playoff schedule, yeah. whether it be home or what. I mean, if we have to go to Miami, I'm not afraid of going down there and playing the Dolphins. Yeah, more, more easy to feel downtrodden about the Jags for losing a ball game you didn't expect them to lose. Mm-hmm. Everyone, I mm-hmm. think locally and nationally, to see Trevor come out and we're unsure what his status looks like. He's right. probably not going to post this week. Yeah. I'll hope, I, just, I don't know. It didn't seem like he's going to post on the way off the field this week. No, it didn't. Um, it didn't. So you, you're going to have you, you go and win one against the ball club with their own their own backup quarterback issues right now that's looking to get in the postseason. All right, what's uh, – you want to ask about Shohei. What's well, the – Well, no, my th- – Yeah. That's not so much I want to ask about him per se. I, I thought it was odd that he – the Braves thing is strange to me, man, because they keep sending mis- mixed messages and all that. I was going to kind of put that into clarity. Anthopolis was asked about it yesterday, and by all accounts, we're not signing this guy. I yeah. mean, he's a great player. And all. I don't know Here, where it's come here's from. Here's the problem with the Shohei to Atlanta. This is a reality. The Braves cannot sign Shohei. Because if they do, they have to have a dual press conference and hand Acuna the exact same money. <laughs> they do. Like, you can't. Uh, not today. Well, fair enough. Can I get a year out of him before well, I do I don't, that? What's he going to do? Stop playing? No, no, no. I, don't get me wrong. I don't, I'm not saying that he can. I'm saying that that yeah, is. Yeah, you will need to extend him. What's he got left on it? 
Oh, gosh, that seven years was maybe three years ago, maybe two. You some time. You'd be all right for another yeah. two. Yeah. <laughs> this guy, could, it, my, my, my son-in-law my son is Venezuelan, mm-hmm. and he just went back to Venezuela first time in like seven or eight years. This guy, Acuna, is down there playing baseball at 8 okay. o'clock at night in front of 2,000 fans every night. It's He's unbelievable. Barnstorming like Babe Ruth used to do. It you know, and like. he, he literally says he does it because the people in Venezuela can't afford to see him play Major League Baseball. You That's buying that? Cool. I'd say He's not making any money doing you know, it. You know that? I'd say, one, he, lo- he seems like he loves, loves to play. To yeah. play. And then you, you get... You, you would, a, too, if you could hit the ball 500 feet whenever you want. Yeah. Well. <laughs> where do you think Shohei goes? Is Are we making too much? I mean, Shohei's a great player, but we're acting like this. It's like the biggest prize in the history of sports. And I saw this from Buster Olney yesterday. And I was wondering about, did Major League Baseball miss an opportunity by not letting this Shohei thing be really, like, you know how they want to keep it quiet, his camp? Mm-hmm. Man, if they have let the game play in this offseason. That would be a huge story. If, hey, Shohei's here's El- Shohei in L.A. Here's Shohei yeah. meeting with the Blue Jays. Here's Shohei. I mean. Yeah, like, I don't. You know, <laughs> Shohei has asked for discretion, which yeah. is he gets to choose and yeah. his representation. Yeah. This is America. Yeah. You get to do what you want. I know, but is should it? baseball have said, hey, Shohei, you know, we could help us because we could capture. Oh, I would this just is a what, big. I don't know how much I would ask. I yeah. would just call him around okay. and see what's going on. <laughs> well, like. I don't know, send TMZ on it. There's people that, that oh, would do this. There is. There's yeah. no doubt about that. So, uh, um, I don't know. Well, I had this one thought, which, you know, if, if you're, it seems as adamant. Um, adding Atlanta, if you were if you were Nez Bolello and, and Shoei's representation, it kind of ends up hitting, you know, all corners of the U.S. So, you got the Northeast involved, then you uh, get someone in the Southeast, and then you've got the West involved as well, too. Where right. do you think he ends? Do you have any idea? I know it's not West. necessarily insight. Just what does your, your gut tell you from years of being in part of that yeah, process? I think West feels like the Dodgers. Um, Did you see what Ron just, Washington said yesterday? Uh, yeah, something up their sleeve. I mean, the, Don't want to let the cat out of the bag? Yeah. yeah. I mean, the Angels keep getting mentioned in it. He was there for... Six I saw years. something like he likes the routine there. He yeah. likes. I, I, yeah. I'm thrown off by he seemed to be pretty definitive to his statement. To he wants he wants yes. to win. I want to make an yeah. impact. I want to go to a, a park that's going to allow me to hit 50. I want to be. Then, I want my career to end for me to be yes. an icon. And, and then you would say and it's okay. By the way, not, to have that wish, yeah. then it's not unreasonable to think if he signs a 10 year deal, which might not be, but call it 10. That you know the first 20 percent of that in Anaheim or the Angels is is not going to be competitive. That's it correct. Seem like right. I'd go to the Dodgers like if I were him. It's all the same. It seems like. Right, wouldn't you? Why yeah. wouldn't you? How's that uh, ballpark as far as left-handed hitters? It plays fair. It okay. plays. Uh, it's not a Yankee little... Stadium, or no, but... but but Yankee Stadium, you you need to take the shortcut to right field because you have to. The left center is a pretty big carry. Yeah, like you have to. I was always curious why the Phillies were more involved. Oh, we have yeah. They paid so much uh, for everybody else. Yeah, but they're talking about getting there. Soto, Dan. They got to pay him unless you just get oh, it for yeah. this one year and, and move on. You also probably need, you you want to keep the some DH spot. You got to keep open as well too. I guess for for Bryce. Um, so yeah. Well, they, they say he's, he's going to move to first though. Yeah, he's. You know, to they're first. getting rid of Hoskins. Is, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So, yeah, so there's a there's an opening. I was there. looking at Soto too. So I had this. Um, I think I think Soto ends up with more money than whatever Shohei gets in the long run. Yeah, I think his deal is more. Do you think he's better? He's younger. I think yes. I think he's younger because then you get it first. Is his age legit? I mean, we passed those days of like you know, (laughs) prospects from certain places. We keep the the government (laughs) keeps paying him at whatever age he's in. So I'll take it. Yeah, no, I'd I'd say yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, But he's just so young. He's age twenty five season. It's amazing. He looks. He's looked like an old man since he was eighteen. You know, because he has an old man game though. Like it's just he walks. Y'all play. You, know, you played station. a year with him. I played. A, I played a couple months with him before I got traded. Okay. I remember I was rehabbing, 
And I didn't. You can tell it. right away. You can tell with certain cats right away. <laughs> I could when I got there, but I didn't. I wasn't with the ball club. I was running around all over Virginia, like to Harrisburg and the bushes, trying to get healthy and like rehabbing. So I didn't really see when Soto came up, and I didn't have the greatest pulse on the big league ball club with the newer players. And K Long said, because he hit a homer like his first day against a lefty and like stuck his nose in there. I was like, I was like, this kid's seems like he's got something mm -hmm. and Kalon goes I go that's your hitting coach yeah, yeah Kevin Long goes mm -hmm. I go I go how is Soto he goes he's never going back <laughs> like, well, yeah, yeah ever and and when I watched him he had a home run the other way in Yankee Stadium and it was more is as much of the talent and I'd say the accuracy that that early in the power um his decision making and his willingness to just engage on each pitch yes like that his eye right yeah it's, he does to the he's very demonstrative yes, and the best some pitchers even take offense yeah, yeah. it's a that's a choice, though, because it costs you more energy to fully engage like that. Uh -huh. It just it costs more. Yeah. And so he just he's always and he's been Willie Mace. I was looking him up because I was thinking this like what. So 15 years gets Soto to age 40 and 15, mm -hmm. what, 15 times 40 gets you to, to 600. I'm Murph. not saying he's going to do it, but I just Oof. it's not unreasonable. No. You know, if if what Aaron Judge went 35. And so I would also say the Shohei one with me is. I'm just, if I was pursuing him, I just don't believe I'm going to get much of anything from the mount. That's that right. would right. be my pursuit. You have That's to have that That's in your mind. I would agree with that. But he just, he just, he was just 80% better than his peers last year. And, and, and the whole, uh, again, from a business standpoint, mm -hmm. if you add him to your club, I mean. You do add some royalties on your might we see yeah. Might yeah. we yes. see this, though? You sign him. You make him your, your DH. And then in two years from now, let him come in and be your closer. I'll never be a yeah. starter. I would right? say if what you what I would say that that I would hope to get out of him if if anything. And that's not to say he's not going to pitch. I just wouldn't bank on. I'm, I'm with you because it's of the injuries, multiple yeah. innings. Yeah, yeah. So you turn him in to try to multi inning. But weapon, let him let him bat, especially if you're not in the field. It's one yeah. thing to play right field and come in and finish like you're right. you know at FSU in the World Series or something, but it's different mm -hmm. at the major league level because no one's done it. Yeah, I might also inquire how many gloves he has at his home <laughs> to play some field. Yeah, no, I get, well, well I get it, man. but I'm saying if you are going to use him as closer, there's an option now in major league baseball as a DH. Oh, yes, yes, absolutely. Did he play much defense? You know, I was just going to ask Has he played that. any? I, I haven't paid attention. He's an out. Would it be, is he a right fielder? What is he? We'll sort it out. We're going to be here long <laughs> enough. You're going to be here for long enough. Um, Daniel, you're a great historian of the game, and you especially have gone down that wormhole a lot in the last a couple or three years. I, 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 I take offense at the climate of flavor of the day, and, and in this case, it's fun because Dan is there. I, I mean, to put Shohei in Babe Ruth's category to me is like a – it makes me vomit. I mean, the guy's playing, been playing a half a minute. But you tell me, you're a better option. Like, people say, could Babe Ruth hit 100 miles? Did they throw 100 back in the day? I would say you probably didn't find the velocity at the top end. Um, could Babe Ruth play in today's in, Major League Baseball? I think Babe – Personally, I think Babe would be the most productive offensive player. In okay, so he, he would be just as good. As, I agree. I, I saw somebody I don't know came out just and said he good. wouldn't. Yeah. Just, I don't know if just as good. Might be Schwarber. <laughs> well, you got to think what he started doing was so much far superior than his peers. And that's the way I judge it. You're just so much better than your peers. And that would so I would say that I think that you know, the Bambino would be the most productive offensive player in our game. I would say also um, to the point about the velocity, there were different things that were incentivized earlier when the game was played earlier in the century. The roster was only 16 or 17 people. As a starting pitcher, you need to finish what you start, and you need to go and grab 250, 260, 300 innings. That's what the elite guys were doing. And so, no, they didn't throw as hard, but that's because availability was more of a premium 
at the game that was played in the early 1900s in the early part of the century than it is now. You can be unavailable. I heard Christy Mathewson saying pitchers don't get paid for, for wearing cri- crippled whips. And I thought, well, you just were born, born at the wrong time, well, Christy, because they do now. <laughs> I did. I got paid for wearing a crippled leg. I don't remember the, the documentary that I told you all about. The I don't remember the particulars. It's me being impressed by it. The Negro Leagues yeah. documentary. Yeah. What? Yeah, Root that Root Foster yeah, dude. The fadeaway. I had no idea. He the like Negro it was it was Mathewson, it. right? That he taught mm-hmm. the taught the, the fadeaway, the fadeaway yeah. the, which we now call the screwball. Screw but yeah. I, this guy was so impactful as a businessman and a baseball guy. Mm-hmm. And I really didn't know his story until yeah. I saw the the documentary. I think it's Hulu, maybe. So I but learned a bit about yeah. The I didn't. So you I saw didn't, it. I didn't see the documentary. I wanted okay. to see the one you were talking about. They talked about him and Ken Burns' documentary. I got you. Him, John Henry, Pop Lloyd. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was fascinating. It was fascinating watch. And they stay with Rube because he's the one that started the Negro League. And then also he ended up with a scuffle, not a scuffle, yeah, but another ne- another Negro yeah. leagues opened up. Yeah. It was what they these were white businessmen who saw an opportunity, ah. and he ended up outliving them and outpacing. And then them. they redid, they reconstituted the Negro mm-hmm. leagues again. It was fantastic, and just like the rivalries between two specific franchises and families, it was mm-hmm. just it was uh, it was it was a it was a good dive. I One more it. quick question fan. on the text line, then we'll take a break. Um, when you get when prospects get traded. Does a team like the Braves got Kowar? They tell him, hey, and Marco's gone already yeah, too. By don't the way, buy yeah, a, Pittsburgh. Do they tell him, hey, don't buy a place. We're going to move you. I think they, they told Marco that they did. Yeah, they told okay. Marco okay. from the, so Marco Gonzalez was in the deal with Kellenic from Seattle, right, uh, to Atlanta. And I think that Anthopolis they said just we're we're looking to move you. Yeah. Why, why do the Braves? Why are those guys included if they're not in a team's plan? Money. It just to move some yeah, around. So, so it looks as if Seattle is is. Whatever budget they have, the spending of acquiring players doesn't seem like it was allowed to start until some assets and some money right. was taken So even off. though the Braves so didn't want it, they just did them a solid of, okay, so this way you can get your Eugenio deal. Suarez from Seattle gets traded, so mm-hmm. that money comes off the books. Anthropolis has before, like in Oakland, he, he seems like he likes to find the teams that are looking to cut payroll. Is there Find their best player. Or they're under. But that's part of the fruits of his labor of signing all of your guys to, to, reasonable, you to contracts to. that you like. You yeah. go on, you take Marco. I don't know how much of that they took on to move him again, but then you take on the Evan White money as well, too, to get the player. In your opinion, are the Braves like a good, solid one-slash-two starter from like being a heavy favorite? And why don't they go get that player, Daniel? Is he not there? Like I, I'm not losing my mind over Dylan Cease. He seems to be the hot name. I mean, I, I mean, he's good. I don't know if he's – is he a difference maker? Yeah, it, yes. Yes. He's another kid yeah. from outside. I think every player in the major leagues is from outside Atlanta. We're all playing ball. They're all there. He's East another Cobb. Atlanta native. He's got two years of two years of control. Yeah. So there's there's just different. You have to the four term five eight ERA four five eight ERA yeah, last the year, year before yeah. he was terrific. Yeah, but that's the only year. The other year is five seven nine four zero one three nine one four five eight, and then the one two two year. Yeah, it scares how many? Me. How many innings? Last yeah. year? Yeah. He loves the innings. Yeah, I know he does. Uh, Somebody's uh, got to throw these things. All right. Yeah, I'm you. a level with you at a certain point. If there's somebody out there you well, don't like, I know, it's but somebody I'm, I do like okay. in the batter's box. No, I'm just talking about, though, the overall. Somebody's uh, got to chuck them. They're not all worth the same, uh-huh. but they all got to be chucked. I like that. Why? Why? Why is just the should I, oh innings pitched uh, 177 last year? Mm-hmm. That's good. 184 well, the year like before. Three guys got to 200. It yeah, they don't do that anymore. anymore. Yeah, they yeah, they don't get to 200 anymore. And I'm not saying. Well, again, I, I've got no problem with the guy as part of your rotation. Yeah. I'm saying the Braves are, seem to be although they okay, have so the top let, of the rotation. Maybe, man, never mind. Yeah. Sign Freed, Freed so, Strider, and, a, and an arm. Okay, so I, I, I we were talking about this a little bit earlier in regards to Shohei and what the league seems to be turning into, and I kind of equated it somewhat to fantasy football, but. Think of Dylan Cease. He's shown you the ceiling. 
that if he slots in it as a number three starter behind Freed, he could be a young Charlie Morton. Well, he's gonna. How much better would he be than the number three starter he's going against? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he's not just holding serve there; he's right. giving you an opportunity Fair for enough. more production. Fair that is and a good a fantasy football deal. analogy there for those of us that are trying to balance. It's about roster. ringers. Yeah, and they you have a bunch serve of those. everywhere else. And the Braves have the a bunch of those for sure. Yeah. All right, let's come back with the final segment here. It's the Murphy Power Hour uh, on a Beatrice Plumbing Wednesday. Like family, Beatrice is there for all your plumbing needs. All right, we're wrapping up with uh, Murph. Brought to you by ITP Partners talking baseball, but a lot of football talk today because we're trying to get right. Get right, man. Get back. Want I think we'll find out a lot about this team and how they fight and what they are. They're still don't good enough think, even with the injuries. Don't you think that yeah. this will be a slugfest? I like do, yeah. A, knife fight a low, yeah. yeah. a low-scoring, yeah. muddy. And I think and, the defense has been embarrassed. And by the way, it's a big advantage. Now, we the Jacks can't – that that you hit the key. Yeah. The offense is going to be limited. That defense is going right. to pin their ears back, and they're going to get these ne'er-do-wells with that offensive line that's not doing diddly squat to hell. Yeah. Okay, so up. that's going to happen. We are not going to score 20 points in this game. Not happening. If Trevor doesn't play. Unless we have a defensive uh, score. You know, you right, go. something. But, but if we just play offense and Trevor doesn't play, we will not score 20 points. So you, the defense better hold them. I think the Jags need to win a game 13-10, 16-10, 17-13. Do it. I'm not saying they can't. I yeah. think they can. But to your point, yeah, the defense needs to, to respond this week. We, a Mia Koopa will get you a win here on the road. Been. The defense played so well this year. Yeah, until the other night. They were terrible. I don't know where it came from. I don't know what happened. It was just terrible. It was no terrible. good at running the ball. No, yeah, just, just crazy. No. Something we got. I said for. something earlier. The Ford interior defensive lineman, okay? Hamilton, Roy Robertson-Harris, Ledbetter, and the who was the fourth? I had another one. Three tackles between four of them. Devon Hamilton. I said Devon Hamilton, Roy Robertson, Harris, Ledbetter. There's another uh, Foley, and Foley, Foley Fadikasi. Yep. Those four guys in a Monday night football game where the other team ran for 150 yards had three tackles between the four of them. Mm. That's just unacceptable, dude. The that's, game a, that went into overtime. that's it. That's almost every play in, in the interior of the defensive line, and they didn't make a tackle. It, it was unusual to see us get pushed back on the run the way we did. <laughs> it just did. We hadn't done it. Yeah, it was it was surprising, and I don't. I think it happens, bro. It happens in sports. It happens at every level of sports. I don't care if it's just a neighborhood cornhole game or if it's Major League Baseball. You take things for granted in sports. It's human nature. Well, yeah, and and you just feel when you and if you do like that uh, a bit when the other side of if you lose, you you just feel a bit off schedule. That's what the city felt like. It felt like that on the way out of the stadium, and. Go win a ball game because, you know, Trev may need multiple weeks. It'd be much easier to That's give him fact. possibly multiple weeks so you go beat up on these Browns this weekend. And, you go. Well, and they can. They're capable. Yes, absolutely. And the Browns, by the way, played last uh, this, this past week. They looked, they looked awful. Yep. The Rams just beat them like no, nobody's business. So, However, the Browns have not lost, I don't believe, at home. The Jags have not lost on the road. Something got to give. Um, this, this time of year. Yeah, something's I mean, got to give almost every playoff showdown. Yeah, that's a fact. That's I, a fact. I thought they are five and one at home. They are? Yeah. Please I thought I looked yesterday and the Dolphins were the only undefeated, but still five and one. We'll away two them. and four. This is clearly the, the tougher place to play them. Mm-hmm. And we can't afford another conference loss to get into tiebreakers. I'm not even talking about number one seed now. I'm just, and by the way, with the division, you are playing one home game. Yeah. And then you just got to, it'll be the exact same situation as a year ago. You're going to have to win, and then you're going to have to go play the top seed and see how you do. And, if you know, the good news of playing the top seed in the second game is you're going to have to play them anyway. Take care of them. That's one less challenge you got. And w- something we keep saying, I listen, I'd rather dodge Kansas City. 
I know they look more beatable than ever. They dang sure don't look beatable to Jaguar fan because they beat us every time we play them one way or the other. Mm-hmm. I'd rather take my chance with any other team from the AFC. That being said, I'm not going to back down from the challenge, but I want to see Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes have to play a road game. I'm yeah. about ready to put, nice. tamp down his, his, his legacy at least a tad until I see him play in those, you know, situations. I don't know. We yeah. shall see. It'd be nice. Get out of that arrow. Need to win the, back, to, back to the roundabout. We need to win this week against a good Cleveland team who beat there. beat San right, Francisco at home, D. Murph. They beat the Niners at home without Deshaun. The Browns. Yeah. The Browns did. This team can play defense. If you're not careful, we'll lose the game 24-6. to If you're not careful. 100%. It's, it's that time of year. It's a big week for coaches, the coaching staff. Mm. You know, it's a big week for the defense to – make right and come play like they have played most of the games. You know, it's it's a great challenge for them going yeah, forward. I, I, and it's a short week, too, don't forget. Yeah, with the you Monday know, Nighter. There'll be a lot of guys in the training room today. Here's a, a question. <laughs> here's a question for Murph. They love you, by the way. You come in here every day. You just, you know, be a, a, they love a you, drill. Bro. They love you. Anyway, they have this question. Sometimes it takes these questions to make me, oh. Do MLB, uh, do Major League hitters switch bat sizes when facing different Pitchers, because uh, amateurs will do that, right? Yeah. You gotta, you gotta, they'll change it depending on the thing. Do you do that at all? Or are you consistent, you know, length and weight to the bat for for every at bat? I would say mostly guys are pretty consistent. The things that will change, some guys will change bats a bit depending on how they feel or the pitcher, but not often. Really, the the most times a bat is changed is when you're just not going well. Yeah, so like your your mallet is crooked. Jose Serrano taking yeah, it, and yeah. you just think somebody else's looks straighter and sharper. <laughs> yeah, because they do do yeah. that. Y'all pick up somebody else's. Yeah, this looks great. When you do that, is it always the exact same measurement as yours? Do you? Oh ma- no, sometimes you just so you don't whatever. even go look for one. Yeah. I want to use his the same measurements. You're just grabbing someone else's. Tell the bat boys, say, <laughs> I've been swinging the left handed bat. Yeah, bring me, me right handed one. <laughs> okay, good. I, right. I like it. Baseball, so it has to be with 162 <laughs> games, doesn't it? it you guys got to be quirky. <laughs> Um, and then we had someone call in wondering why why, why is the art of just dishing one to the off field disappeared? You know, uh, rather <laughs> yeah. than you know just serving one. You know, Tony Gwynn, Rod Carew, yes. Wade Boggs, and on yes. down the line. I would say that, or has it? No, I would say that it has. It's not. You're not. You don't see it as much. I don't. I think that it has gone too far, and that there is a time and a place. And I would consider a base hit the other way. I would bucket that as. You're looking to secure accuracy over power, maybe. Like the situation, the scoreboard, and I've been trying this out on people, but as far as as far as far sabermetrics go, um, I think the most important story in baseball that is told is told by the scoreboard. That is a sabermetric story. And sometimes the, the scoreboard says you need to be accurate right now. There's a runner on third base. we got to push this ball forward. And so one thing trying to hit the ball the other way does is it makes you wait longer to identify the pitch coming in, a straight one, a curve, a fast straight one, a slow straight one, and then also you're going to secure the you're going to secure hitting it. And so, but with that being said, sometimes the scoreboard says that accuracy is paramount. Sometimes the scoreboard says you need to touch second base right now from home mm-hmm. plate. All right, you're and big the, on that. Well, you're big on crossing the plate more times than the other team. Well, does. yeah, run, that's what you've run, told me. Run prevention, run production, <laughs> and sometimes. The game says you need to go and touch second base. Right. And the only way you're going to get to second base is you need to beat the infielders. Mm-hmm. If you think of it like a like a chessboard or mm-hmm. the way somebody sets up, you know, they're, de- they're setting up their defense, mm-hmm. the f- beat the first line of defense mm-hmm. because the meaty parts are all in the outfield. Less people, more space. Mm-hmm. 
you hit the ball harder when you pull it, and it's shorter. Well, okay, so if you want to touch second base, it's I'm, I'm a left-handed hitter. Right. Easier for me to touch second if I play against the right fielder and the center fielder than if I play against the shortstop. I'm not touching second base if I play against the shortstop. But sometimes playing against the shortstop is called for. So you just watch the scoreboard. She tells a beautiful story. She'll tell you exactly what you need to do. Ah, we could talk to you all day. We love having you in here, man. Yeah. Appreciate you. Appreciate all that you do for, uh, for our city. Yeah. Thank you, Thanks Murph. for having me. Come on, Jack. All right, it is a Beach Rose Plumbing Wednesday. That's the Murphy Power Hour. As always, much enjoyed. We will come back, put a wrap on it, introduce you to Jaguars today. When we return, you're listening to 1010XL on 92.5 FM. Now, the two-minute drill. Brought to you by Tire Outlet. Keeping 1010XL talking with wholesale prices and premium service. Tire Outlet, Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop. All right, the clock is ticking down. Tony's here. Mike and Tony getting ready for Jaguars today, Hump Day Wednesday. What's cooking today, Tone? Yeah, we'll talk to John Osier. He'll Johnny join o. us for the second hour of the program mm-hmm. this morning. And our question of the day today, asking, assuming that all four of these men had to start this week, which mm-hmm. of these Jaguars do you have the most faith in to get the job done versus the Browns? Okay. C.J. Beathard for Trevor Lawrence. If he has to go. Oh, no. Parker Washington for Christian Kirk. That's a given. Blake Hance for Walker Little. Oh, boy. Or Gregory Jr. for Trey Herndon. He looked a little confused the other yeah. night. I'm not an expert on who was what, but those are that's a good question. There are a lot of answers there. That's one to ponder and think about. Uh, we look forward to it. Mike and Tony, Jaguars today. It's coming up here in just a minute. E! Now, today's takeaways brought to you by Key Buick GMC, where our family dealership has been helping families buy vehicles for over 50 years. Jeff, uh, my takeaway today, it's it's refreshing to see an athlete whenever there is a, quote, sourced story. The athletes, the subjects, they usually get mad at the media. Well, name your what sources. Uh-huh. And I found it refreshing that, that there's controversy brewing up in New York about Zach Wilson. And, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some sources say, and Aaron Rodgers attacked the story not for the, quote, media not revealing their sources, but to the organization for having moles and having sources. And it's a different tact, and I appreciate it. E! Jeff says something in the 6 o'clock hour to maybe say, hmm. These are your interior linemen on a day where the Bengals ran for 150. Roy Robertson-Harris, zero tackles, zero assists. Devon Hamilton, one tackle, zero assists. Jeremiah Ledbetter, one tackle, zero assists. Foley Fadakasi, one tackle, zero assists. We just played an overtime football game where the interior of our defensive line, those four, gave us three tackles and no assists. Dang. I like to focus on the positive and the tackles that were made. <laughs> <laughs> this is the truth. 